0: He has a team of people that researches it, so it's not just, you know, an asshole kind of riffing on it like we do. The Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I am Josh Bolin, and I am Jeff Burns, and we are going to be talking about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. And we are finally here. This is Nintendo Power issue one that we're covering today. Uh, let the games begin. All right. <laughs> uh, first, what we're playing though, Jab? What
1: are you playing? Um, I started playing Subnautica again. Um, I got away from it for a little while. Uh to do four X games, but uh, now I'm back and enjoying it. Wait, what the what the hell's four X games? What? Uh that's like uh Civ oh. Master of Orion. What is it? It's uh fuck, I should know this offhand. It's uh Oh exploration. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Expand, yeah, yeah. exploit,
0: exterminate, right. Makes sense, but I had never heard that exact term. That's fun. Anyhow I'm um, sorry. <laughs> I heard it, I think it's
1: actually on the I think it's actually the, the like the character's four X strategy game. I think actually is on the uh, the cover of Master of Orion, the original one from Microprose. Interesting. I think it is at least. Anyways, um, yeah, I've been playing Subnautica. I'm gonna get back into that. I'm um, not quite done with it. There's you can do a lot of meandering and fucking around in that game, and I'm definitely part of that. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fun to like build your base and just like go explore and just see all the shit. But um, I haven't oh, advanced below the water. too, you, line. build
0: a base below water. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: uh, and and there's a ton of like different ways that you can do it and build it and it, it's a it's a big it's a bit glitchy and whatnot, but the game is definitely worth playing for you and anybody listening. Hmm. Huh. Um, other than that, well I, I started playing some um small galaxy maps of Master of Orion two. Um but I'm getting away from that kind of stuff. I'm starting to get a little bored with it, so uh I'll hit back to my uh Xbox One, Subnautica, Pillars of Eternity. I got Final Fantasy 7 downloaded on there. I got a ton of shit to do on my Xbox One. But it's also summertime, so I should be outside with the dog and friends.
0: And... Dude, you got a house now. Fucking set up a rig on the porch or something. Right. <laughs> I, I, mean, I got, Dude, I got so many projects. You, you buy a house, like it's just like grandiose
1: projects all the way down. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be surprised if one of them happens. I'll, I'll throw that one on the list to
0: Front Porch Gaming Center. You could probably get mad karma on Reddit if you, if you posted a hot gaming setup, outside, an ex- oh. a hot exterior gaming setup. <laughs> Dude, I'm
1: sure I would get like hundreds. <laughs> I get like 120 upvotes at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so other than that, I think that's all I got going on game-wise. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm busy with that, getting ready for that show that I have coming up. So more of that than anything else.
0: Uh, how about you? Word, word, word. Uh yeah, I was in I had to go to New York to ask for Jane. Fucking premiere was on Tuesday and then it actually opened commercially on Friday. So I was out there for that and didn't get a ton of gaming done. I did take my switch, but fucking you're running around when I mean, you're traveling. Right, not happening. It's time, so. Yeah. I am up to I, I on the plane, I got a little odyssey done. I'm up to two sixty one on the balloon count, so I'm cooking right. along there. Uh, I think I'm in I wanna say I'm not again, I'm not I haven't Googled, so I don't know exactly, but it looks like maybe I just can now go to Bowser's ship, which seems like it would be the last level, but I'm not entirely sure. Right. Um, but still great. Fucking incredible game. I, I di- did download a new one on there on Switch called Trine. T-R-I-N-E. Okay. And it is... Uh, it's an absolutely beautiful-looking side-scrolling... Um, very kind of lost vikings fantasy game where you control three players and they each kind of have their own skill sets and uh it's kind of a real-time puzzle solving deal um again i get just like lost vikings i guess i shouldn't say even in the vein of that that is lost vikings uh but yeah it's visually fucking incredible dude it looks so fucking good uh and super fun like couch co-op you know kind of deal um really cool game and as you know when i was texting yesterday i also scored the old school fallouts finally i got a, i got an email right. from steam and they fucking caught me when i was actually emptying out my inbox from being in new york <laughs> like right. all this shit accumulates well you know i'm fucking just g- dealing with what i can on my phone i'm like trying to like get, catch up in life and one of the emails is from steam saying some are I'm literally just checking things off a checklist, and I'm like, "All right, you got me." Right. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, trying to check things off a checklist, and they just fucked your checklist all right, up. Right, right, <laughs> right. right, right. Uh, but yeah, it was only ten bucks for uh, one, two, and tactics um, for the whole package, so I just got them all. Right. all. I started. At, uh, yeah, I played with it a little bit last night, the first one, mm. and it's so. It they're so it, playing an old '90s RPG is so weird. Dude. There's just so many things. You don't even think of as far as the advancement of like user interfaces and shit, you know, like even the movement, like just, you know, now everything kind of has this grab and pull to move your, your view of your screen around, like in Civ and stuff, you kind of grab the screen and pull it, uh, Back then, they did, that wasn't, you know, I don't know, I guess not a functionality, and I, I remember a lot of the games being like this, but you just fucking go to the, you gotta go all the way to the edge. And you just, gotta get to uh, the edge of the screen, right? Yeah, and it auto and it, the, the, an arrow pops up and it just auto-scrolls. Like, I remember Warcraft being like that. Yeah. And, like, it's not efficient because you can't control it really, really well, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it was funny. It took me forever to even figure out how to do that. Like, the very first screen when I walked out of the fucking, um, uh, the Vault 13, and there's, like, the little rats there in front of it, like... I couldn't even figure out how to like scroll over and see where I should be going. <laughs> like, I spent like a solid five minutes just like totally confused, trying to figure out how to interact with the game. Uh, which now, if you pick up a game, like you know, you're instantly just intuitively in- into it uh, for the yeah. Most and part if not intuitively, like there, there's usually
1: like a tutorial section but, that yeah walks you through for an hour and gets you through all the basic commands and whatnot. Right. Yeah. So it's like, um, I mean, so yeah, like hang in, said, in there with that one. It's tough.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I got out of there. I fucking got. I'm headed over to Vault 15 and got down to there. It's hard. It's like I'm actually getting my ass kicked too. So like on top right. of dealing with the interface, it's also just like simple enemies are whooping my ass, mole rats and shit. But right. um, yeah, I, I no doubt will 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 push on and, and at least I don't know if I'll finish it, but uh, at least get a, you know get going so I'm not just dropping at me because I'm pissed off and too challenged. <laughs> you know, right. like simple part simple parts of it are reacclimating to it rather. I'm sure I can get through that. So, well, yes, yeah, so that's all I really played as well. So uh, let's fucking not dilly-dally around and get on to Nintendo Power Issue 1. That was the stage start
1: theme from the Castlevania game, uh, which makes its first appearance in
0: this magazine. Yeah. Which uh, this issue. It's been out for a while, too. That's like, such a great game. <laughs> Castlevania 1. Uh well such a I I don't know if it's it's
1: an iconic franchise right, exactly point. yeah yeah right.
0: the fact that they took them this long to get to it is is funny you know it's very and, and we
1: talked about how like they had Nintendo seemed to have a pretty good eye for what would be
0: right their, right their um, but only within their like... proprietary library <laughs> <Yeah>. right business <laughs> business business comes first everybody else uh, fuck you <laughs> the buy yeah the bottom the bottom line comes first right. Um, yeah, so I guess yes. The first thing up is the cover here, and I think it's a, a really interesting choice to kick this endeavor that they're doing here off. Uh, it's like a you know a clay diorama kind of look um, with uh, it's like a kind of I mean. Mario looks diabolical. I don't know, like he he looks looks, you know. Psychotic, man. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's tweaking or something. Right. And there's there's like an odd color scheme. I mean him his his outfit's weird and he's kind of like showboating away from what appears to be a drunk wart. <laughs> like trundling along behind him, you know? It's, right. just a, it's a very interesting uh artistic design choice here. Uh to, to kick it off. Um Well the Wart looks kinda like um what would
1: end up being the bad the bad guys in Donkey Kong, in the Donkey Kong series. Oh, uh, they do, those alligators, yeah. He right. looks a lot, they look a lot more like that than Bowser that we're used to. And this right. basically, like, for anybody who's not reading along as they listen, like, this is based, like, this, this cover is like claymation, right. but not mation. Like, it's yeah. just clay. <laughs> Yeah. And it's weird <laughs> because yes, yeah. they clay, didn't clay diorama, yeah, right. They didn't do these things in in the uh, fan club like they, and they seem to realize that like they started off with like rudimentary art, and then they were like, oh, we can do better than that, so they did, right. and then they come out with this Nintendo Power, and it's just like I don't know, slap some clay on there,
0: yeah, yeah, so yeah, very play doh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder, yeah, I would love to know what the. I read a lot of history. I don't know. I, don't... I haven't read anything that like cites the exact like conversation about what led to this as you know the way to do this first one yeah how this happened um, not that it's bad but yeah no yeah it's yeah it's super interesting and i mean any originality is always good and it's it's certainly that for sure oh it's not always good but well yeah yeah Yeah. the idea of originality is always good the the execution is not always good i'll give you that (laughs) this
1: this execution is fine honestly it looks good yeah Uh, it's just
0: untraditional Yes, very untraditional, for sure. So, yeah, and this, I I mean, I guess it's notable to say this is the first time we are seeing the logo for Nintendo Power, which is a fucking awesome logo (laughs) up at the top there, you know. Um, It's just, it just looks so good. I don't know. It's iconic. I mean, for us. Yep. Very, very much so. Well, and for, for people our age, also not just us, we, we don't have a right to that. Only exclusively. That's that's true. Yes, but it, it, we are. It, we do. We do not take ownership or have ownership of it for sure. <laughs> when we say us, we're talking about you, the listeners too. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, July, August, eighty-eight. Uh, cover price three fifty, um, which is uh, I guess a little bit of jump, dollar jump on the Nintendo Fun Club news issues. Makes what uh, seven bucks in today's money uh yeah probably a little more than yeah about double yeah and the teasers that they give you on here are there's a 20 page spectacular (laughs) for mario 2 uh an in-depth review of the second quest of legend of zelda and a baseball roundup and lastly over 50 pro tips uh and it's funny with the the, uh one that we are the uh the cbr the 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 source file that we that we have to to uh, that we reviewed here, uh, which I want to say I downloaded from retromags.com. I'm not entirely sure, but it has the cover of both the like newsstand release. With the July, August 88, like the actual um, one that went out on newsstands. And there's also, a, a, I guess, a premiere issue that went out that was probably like a promo thing that they maybe gave away at fucking trade shows or something uh, to help promote the release of this thing. And they, they're like slightly different. Uh, they have a slightly different color scheme to them. The sample pre- promo copy is kind of like a darker blue hue. Uh, than the than the other one is, and I guess that maybe that could just be the scan, perhaps, but it it, it looks distinctly different to me. Um, so I think I think they they actually were released uh, with slight variations to them. But there's also uh, a change in the the, the the Super Mario Two Spectacular is only 18 pages in the promo. release and it's 20 in the newsstand release and i'm curious i would love to know what those two pages are (laughs) well uh
1: here's my thing uh for for our listeners for our listeners out there who are keeping track of uh my computer situation i have an update for you uh my new computer that i bought took another shit and i have to address that again so i'm on my old computer and i'm not um i don't have that file if you sent that to me it's just lost in the madness of this computer i'm on archive.org so i'm not seeing that
0: other uh okay. that other one that you're seeing i'm sure you could google it it's fucking uh it's yeah it's just like a slightly darker slightly darker blue it's not the it's a much bigger it's much more distinct change that there's been a t- there's a two-page difference in the fucking bullet points here for the mario right. thing than the color thing but yeah i wonder what those two are then that's weird yep In any event, there is also a tease of there being a free poster inside. Uh, And then, uh, you know, I guess lastly, maybe I'd say that there's this is just another example of their awareness that this franchise can sell shit. You know, magazines included that they went. New release of a new magazine. Mario. What's the next Mario? (laughs) Right. is is, uh, smart. Very smart. Very smart. And moving on into the inside cover, we get uh, a, a nice two page ad here. Uh, For the power line to the pros tips hotline and it's got three 80s young adults all rocking the same pair of all white kids and uh, also a welcome letter that explains what the hell you have in your hands right now Uh, over there on the, the right periphery of this layout and it's not signed by Howie they took his thunder away. Oh, I didn't even notice that right yeah it's 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 like it's a you know it's a it's a welcome letter that would come from the editor, you'd think uh and it, and it's there's no mention of Howie in it, so I don't know, it's not like he's absent from this issue entirely. uh right. I did end up finding there's a letter later on from him that's signed by him um no, it's just an odd change that that he's no longer the one introducing the issue to you, maybe he was uh, bad or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was like blowing Coke at the Christmas party or something in eighty seven <laughs> and they were like, All right, Howie. We gotta scale you back a little bit here. You're fucking you lost <laughs> lost the welcome. <laughs> uh so moving past that, uh, we get our first Nintendo power table of contents and these are fucking great dude. These yeah. are just this is this is another just yeah, like kind of like an iconic iconic image in my head, much like that the the logo uh that just like is seared into my brain, you know. Um there's, like, there's such great color diversity, but yeah. they're not too busy. You know, all the games that you're about to get into, it's just fucking, I don't know. Like, opening up to this part of the magazine was always, like, you know, you like have to, almost have to take a breath. <laughs> right. You don't, like, for me, you
1: don't, I never, I agree. Because, like, when I when I first saw this, I was like, oh, that's just cool. And you don't have to remember anything specifically. It's just these, like, this color scheme, like you were talking about, It's a very friendly welcoming color scheme and there's tons of fucking screenshots and uh information on there you know from the staff on the right side there where it does the magazine to where all the stuff is located in the magazine it's just really well set up and yep. we've seen it a million times growing up It it is just nice it's pleasant for us to see
0: and, and this is—it's—I it's, didn't even think of this when I was first looking at it. That this first issue, it's very much—it's uh, kind of a roadmap. It like gives you a little—you uh, know—short blurb about what the fuck this is, what each section is, uh, because obviously this is the first time you're seeing any of these <laughs> sections. If you've been reading Nintendo Punk Club news, or obviously this is the first you first thing you've ever picked up from Nintendo periodical-wise. Um, this is all very unfamiliar to you, so it like tries to prep you. <laughs> uh, right. On how to or what to expect and how to experience this, which is good. It's good design. Right. So the first thing they do is, as you would expect, give us our 20-page Super Mario 2 spectacular. And um, first impression on this opening thing, the fucking illustrations are very fun. Right. <laughs> so, uh, different. Again. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Actually. Yeah. And it, yeah. It is. They uh, get back to uh, well. Yeah, well, no, because that's in-game. I guess Toad later on has his hat changed to a red-white scheme, but in, in the game here that they're picturing, uh, it is blue, so it matches that a blue-white thing. So, sure. yeah, what I was getting at there is that it, it's the actual color scheme for Mario as opposed to that incorrect cover one.
1: <laughs> I just wonder how that ha- Yeah, I mean, the, these two different Marios, one with blue shirt, one with red shirt, they're not. 3 pages apart like how did this happen
0: <laughs> right right well what you know it's uh that the cover thing is that clay shit that was probably very expensive relatively speaking you know especially the way you know, corporations operate, they do everything inefficiently and fucking overspin, you know, like right, right. Uh, they probably hired some company to do that, outsourced it. They had to get an uh, artist to design it and create it. And like when it came down to like w- the cost of redoing it, plus the time <laughs> required to do it, because it's not now you could probably just very easily Photoshop that uh, and swap the colors. But back then, like it's not an easy fix. Uh, so they were probably like, fuck it, just fucking roll with it. <laughs> yeah, I have to imagine, like, yeah, yeah,
1: I don't know, man. That's fucking. It's, it's it, weird it, how it, they came to these.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a. It is a big thing to just roll with. Uh, considering it's the first, the cover of your very first issue, but it probably still was just so cost prohibitive. They were just like, fucking, right. Also, like featuring your
1: flagship series, like it's exactly. Yeah, trippy to like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but then again, I, yeah, I mean, like you said, they probably spent fucking ton of money on that because they don't think that you know corporations don't tend to think these things out they're just like "Hey, get somebody to do a fucking clay rendering like how much does that cost and the guy's like a million dollars (laughs) and nintendo's uh... like okay fine million dollars
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's good um so, yeah, so you get the illustrations here, and like the first thing they do is kind of uh explain the game to you. They go through they show you the four characters, which is that that in of itself is is, it is really, huge. yeah, the fact that you have the choice between these four characters uh, and that they have unique skill sets like the Mario one, you know you had that you had Mario and Luigi, but they were interchangeable as far as the uh, utility or the skill set of them uh, within the game physics. so the idea that each one of these characters has a whole different way that you both can and have to play the game uh, is is really cool. You know, really, really fucking interesting, really good. Really big change uh, for the positive, I think. Right,
1: and then that those characters that actually, you know, like you said, be functionally different is, is pretty, like they do things differently, you know. It's not like just four different sprites for the same
0: function. It's like, exactly, it actually did work yep yeah. and, they, and there's just like an e- exponential uh ripple effect uh, through the gameplay and on yeah. You know, there, there's it increases replayability of course because the way you're going to beat one or solve one problem with one character is completely different if you have princess or mario you know so like right. uh it, it just adds so much to the longevity of the game i think uh it honestly makes it if you took that
1: one thing out like you just made all the characters the same like it it changes the kind of game that is entirely for sure like having different things makes it possible for you to incorporate a type of strategy right you know yeah. whereas like without that it's kind of just like a, a
0: basic ass platformer right 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 so yeah so uh, it's i fucking you know doing a little bit of research about this game and trying to get i mean I've, i everyone's kind of It's fairly common knowledge at this point that uh, it's an adaption of the Japanese release of Doki Doki Panic, and they just kind of reskin the protagonists to be these Mario characters. Um, But there's like, I found an article on Wired about it and and it kind of went a little deeper than I'd ever read before. Um, There is, there was a partnership with Fuji that led to a lot of the characters that populate the world of dreams that the game takes place in. I'll, of course put this in the show notes um but apparently the enemies were derived from, so there was like a, a media tech expo called yumi kojo which translates to dream factory i guess mm-hmm. and would be mario 2 director Kensuke tanabi hopefully not butchering that probably am was handed uh was literally at this at this expo handed a sheet uh with these characters, he was at some fucking meeting, uh, between Fuji and Nintendo. And, uh, they handed him this sheet with all the characters, uh, that would end up, you know, the shy guys, all those, all those things. Um, that they had designed for the purpose of this joint venture, they wanted uh, without really <laughs> they, they they just knew they wanted to do something together. They did very little to flesh it out, <laughs> and they just hand him the sheet of kind of design concepts and said to go make a game with them. Uh, and that eventually kind of ping ponged way ping ponged its way to this Mario becoming uh, that game, uh, and that's that was pretty cool. That I had never read that before. Yeah, that that's I didn't know that. That's pretty
1: trippy, but that also doesn't surprise me. You know. Yeah. Like- a lot of these people involved in making these games are pretty creative people and they might not need a whole lot more to go on than a few spray. And it's not like anybody's checking these guys like, Oh, actually your story in Mario isn't consistent. The character, the shy guy character. Yeah. Yeah. Especially back then. Like, and this is for kids. Like it doesn't have to make a lot of sense. Just make it fun colors, fun gameplay. And like, yeah, they'll fill in the rest. Right. Right. Right.
0: Um, yeah they get uh you get a, you get a few pages of kind of explaining the mechanics of the game and 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 uh, you know the how you interact with all the different new things, the POWs, the fucking how you got to lift enemies and throw them as opposed to just jumping on them kind of thing. And that you can actually ride them and all these different mechanics that are uh, such a, uh, I don't know, jump or, or uh, move away from what you might have been accustomed to in the first one. You get kind of that item breakdown that we've talked about loving here <laughs> with you know, the vegetables, the cherries, the potions, the blocks, the hearts, the bombs, Shakers, et it's, it's, Right. Yeah. Um, get the rocket thing which is a, a big a, a weird introduction to the Mario world that <laughs> you can just jump in like pull up a, a vegetable and jump in a rocket and ride it to a new area uh, I remember that happened in the uh, the
1: Super Mario world is it for uh, Game Boy is it, I think it's the end of the game Maybe the end of the first level, or so you get in a, like basically you're running, oh, yeah. through a level. You're, getting, you're running through a level, and then you like at the end of the level you get in this rocket and fly away. And I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, why did Mario just get in a rocket?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot that I was in this game. Yeah, oh, that's a fun game too. Dude. I, I sometimes that's a fun. really good game. That Super Mario for Game Boy is fantastic.
0: Mario Land, I think it's called. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember exactly which yeah, one. So it's like it's like a quick, fun play too. Like you can beat that fucker in like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think I did. That's why I like
1: it. Might be at the end of the spoiler alert. It might be at the end of the game where you it <laughs> and fly away. But I think I was surprised
0: by it because I think I beat it so quickly. Yeah, uh, and you get you get a break down enemies too. And they, I, I actually like this. I I thought it was notable. I the. Way they describe Big Boss Wart uh, is he is the most mischievous. Uh, Jesus, the most mischievous of all the rascals in the world of dreams. He created he created monsters by playing with the dream machine. Like I don't know, it's just like uh, it's kind of vague and like a little bit just you know I don't know. This like, <laughs> like it feels like it feels incomplete to me, and like the idea that that's like the main antagonist. And they were just kind of like. Mm. That's it. Yeah, th- <laughs> I mean, that's like <laughs> what I was saying. I, I didn't,
1: I actually didn't even see that little blurb below him, but like, yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. Is this shit doesn't have to make a lot of sense? It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he fucking Dream Machine made monsters. Go.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking hit start. <laughs> hit start. Play the game. Uh, uh, but again, yeah. it
1: also sounds kind of fucking like, it sounds creepy. And like, I mean, there's there's something there as far as storytelling, storytelling elements go.
0: Sure, sure. No, I'm not saying Here, it's, bad. it's just that bad. It's just kind of I don't know. It just it's just funny, on. right? Yeah. See, after that, dude, like this is I got got mad karma on Reddit because I posted on there. <laughs> the uh, fucking the next two pages is this two-page illustration spread that's a little bit fucking insane, man. Like I've i've never seen that i had never seen this before which is crazy to me because i feel that like there's just no way that i hadn't been through this whole uh, issue before uh at some point in my life but this like looked completely unfamiliar to me and really fucking cool and really well done and just so far above and beyond anything that we've seen in the nintendo fun club news uh illustrations to date you know Mm um Really well done. Really fucking interesting. Just so much going on. <laughs> you know, it's like it's basically it's a Super Bar, they, Super Mario Two, Super Mario Brothers Two Sports Festival, uh, which is weird too because it just has no narrative relevance or significance. Right. You know? It's just it's just like a wild idea that they made into a cool illustration uh, that has no bearing on anything to do with the game other than just making a cool picture for the magazine. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, uh, I wonder which, if like at some point they just like
1: I don't know, but like, they must have like obviously like. Artists on like retainer or something, and they must have just like contacted, like, "Hey, anybody got anything?"
0: Yeah, there's probably just some dude doodling in his office, and they were right.
1: Like, and he's like, "Oh, I got this fucking track and field thing," and they're like, "Get it in there."
0: Yeah, that's fucking cool. Well, you know what? Sitting here now, and I hadn't, I hadn't gathered this. It does highlight their unique skill set. Toad can oh. throw and pull up things the All best. Nice. Still, they're doing the shot put deal uh Luigi's jumping that that fucking high bar there uh Peach is doing kind of like a long jump deal, and Mario is, is doing, doing, nothing. They're doing nothing' doing nothing doing <laughs> nothing interesting yeah exactly <laughs> uh so yeah, so that's I guess that's one thing you could say about it okay, uh, yeah, it does help it does kind of help you figure out what the fuck their functionality is but having
1: said that like it, it would it's it's pretty bizarre it would be just like seeing your favorite, like a drawing of your favorite characters from Skyrim at the beach, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: okay. I guess, but why, yeah, that's a a very good analogy. Uh, Uh, okay, there's only so much to be said about that, but if you haven't seen it, by all means, look it up. It's it's definitely cool, you should check it out, definitely check it out. Uh, they go from that and get into the level by level walkthroughs and. We, you know, touched on it before, uh, but it's, I think, very important to state first off that this is the first of its kind. Um, maps of entire levels comprised of strung together screenshots with detailed notations highlighting specific tips and tricks as you go through it. Like, that has not been done, you know. As far as I could tell, anyways, I actually went, I, I started, I was like, well, wait a minute, before before I assume that's actually the case. Right. I, I, I looked up. Uh, I found a wiki for all the video game mags ever, basically, which was an interesting list in of them itself. I'll put in the show notes. Uh, but I didn't see anything in the U.S. anyhow, prior to 88, other than Nintendo Fun Club News and Sega Challenge. And we know they haven't done this yet. So I, I think it's a legitimate and, and researched uh, thing to say that this is the first time this has happened, you know. And that was probably a wildly fucking complicated thing to figure out, you know?
1: Right. Uh, I, like we said, just getting like, just getting the screenshot itself. Like you don't think anymore. We just hit the home button and the uh, screen close, you know, on our iPhone and that screenshots. But like, you didn't just screenshot a 27 inch, you know, tube yeah. TV back right. in 1988. You had yep. to like, take a picture. It's just, it.
0: you had to take even, a picture. You had to develop it. You had to make sure it was right. And like,
1: yeah, and anybody who's like our age, who's like, I mean, it kind of even happens nowadays. Like, try to take a picture of a TV with an old flash <laughs> camera. It looks like hell. Yeah, it looks
0: like so. It. It, it, this probably was not easy for them. Yeah, they probably had a whole, they probably literally do that. I bet they spent, they probably, I don't know, what design might be a little uh, grandiose way to put it, but like they probably troubleshot and created a fucking picture-taking setup where, like, maybe they had a, a fucking TV with some sort of hood on it to keep the dark right. thing, you know what I mean? And, like, uh, they probably had a whole fucking procedure. S- yeah, screenshot rig procedure flowchart to fucking to, to do this with any level of reliability. They would have uh, had to. I, I mean, because, yeah. Yeah, like, otherwise, like I
1: said, if you take pictures of... If you just take a haphazard picture of a TV with a fucking flash
0: camera in 1988, it looks like complete shit. Right. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's not, you have to develop the picture. Like they, uh, there's no way they did it with Polaroids. Polaroids is not, uh, isn't good enough quality, I would think. Uh, so they probably were using 35 millimeter or some other some, uh, form of traditional photography. And that requires obviously a whole phase of developing the photograph <laughs> to, to find out whether or not you got it right. Uh, so not only, you know, is it just difficult to, to do but like I mean you know you're talking about getting these things to line up right so right. Fuck, I mean, it just had to be a serious beast um, to put these things together for sure and I'm assuming they had
1: on site you know film developing but still like they would take a picture and like that has to go away for like an hour <laughs> right, you know, right. even though it's right next to you, you can hand it to the guy. He walks right in the room. The room you could spit on it from where you are, but like it's still is is gonna take or... a... I'm n-
0: I've never developed my own fucking. Oh, film, I don't. I don't know, I, but I mean, like, I it takes long because it's got to. You know, I've seen in the movies, man. They got to take it out of the thing, hanging on the clothes string. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? but It's but like a are
1: fucking for. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, that, yeah. Um, but <laughs> th- that's not always the case. I don't know how to develop film, but. um I'm assuming that it's not something that just happens in a second. Like, like you're we saying, you take a picture of the screen, it's going to take you a minute to figure out that you got it wrong and that you have to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that that's kind of like,
0: yeah. I, I bet, yeah, I bet there were this again, just serious over analysis, perhaps. But like, I bet there were dudes who like were really good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, are people who are really good at it in the office who had like a reputation? Like we got to get fucking Todd. <laughs> He's Todd, so he fucking yeah, knows. he gets a first try every time. Yeah, Todd's fucking a master with the fucking getting the thing to line up. Because I mean, yeah, like a perfect example. Like the this first. I mean, I, you know they, they probably had dev kits and they could fucking pause it whenever they wanted. I guess you could even maybe you could even pause it uh, with just the in-game function pause function. But like falling out of that door to start, like getting that to line up. And that, that I'm, I guess I'm certain that that is a perfect full screen worth of uh, just falling that they have oh, pictured right. there. But, like, you know, just, like, shit like that that just, you know, is so imprecise uh, and no way to, like, in a, in a metered way to, to, to inch along uh, and, and do it the, with, the, with any level of confidence. Is, yeah, it just had to be so frustrating. <laughs> right. Well, thinking about that, just looking at one of these screenshots, I can see
1: a distinctly different blue color in the sky. Where they like you know, and it's a straight line across, so it's, it's like obvious that this was a new screen that they took a whole new shot of, right? And whatever developing or just the way that the flash
0: happened or something, but like well, that might be darker than usually. That is. also might just be the way that because those are those because it was higher up. Yeah, and yeah, and you do when you when you're right. on those vines, it does like scroll to a new screen for sure. Right. No, I know that. I mean, but like I'd be
1: surprised if they took the time to make the, the color of the sky a slightly different blue. Like, yeah,
0: maybe, maybe not. That would be surprising. Yep. Yep. It would have been a pain in the ass. So uh, yeah, not easy. Yeah. Uh so in the first thing uh really was a note to me. Um uh, in the 2-2 section, they take the time to explain away a glitchy thing in the what are you doing uh, section. And again, this is 2-2. And it's it's basically the shy guys can get stuck in the sand areas. And it's kind of like explaining to you, like, giving you a, <laughs> a narrative uh, justification for maybe something that was not planned and they couldn't work out bug-wise. And I just thought that was funny. Yeah. It's, though it may not mean much.
1: Like, yeah, don't worry about that. We fucked up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, other than, I mean, there's there's just not much to say about these otherwise, and that and I think maybe this might become a reoccurring theme. Uh, that we'll say as we go through this magazine, but uh, the copy is well written and appropriate for the screenshot pairings, which is a big jump up from Nintendo Fun Club News copywriting, also. Uh, but. They did have a full staff dedicated to making that the case, so maybe that's not the, you know, the most commendable of things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just kind of good and informative, and there's not a ton to be said about it if you don't have the game open next to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, there's 20 pages of that to, to make up a fucking fifth of this magazine. Um, so, yeah, I don't I know. Said I, that. I'm, I'm looking at these screenshots, and
1: I'm remembering how good of a game Mario 2 is.
0: Yeah, well as that's my the thing I was gonna say next is you had Mario two. What are your thoughts on this, Diddy? And did you ever get anywhere in it? Uh <laughs> I, I I loved it. Uh this is a fun ass game. It's
1: and, and like what, what this I don't know if I ever beat it or not. I I know I got pretty far in it. I was pretty good at it. But the point is, like, if as far as Nintendo goes with this magazine, like in presenting Mario two to you With these layouts of the levels and, you know, the explanations and whatnot, like, it definitely presents it as a very interesting and different game than Mario 1. And uh, fucking, and and they're right, like, I mean, they're not joking, they're not lying to you. This is a fun game, it's different than the first, but still, you know, it's still Mario. Um,
0: Yeah, it's a fun-ass game.
1: For sure, Um, for sure. And, yeah, like I said, I don't think i beat it.
0: I, yeah, I, I... Definitely, have never beat it. I don't even think I've been to Wart. Um, it's a, it's difficult. It's a very difficult game, for sure, man. It's really difficult. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say maybe even just the first few levels. Like, I can't think of exactly. There's not like a spot where I'm like, oh, I can never get past that spot, which is sometimes the case with with these games. Where you're just like, I never. I know for a fact exactly where I just got pissed off as a kid and <laughs> fucking turned right, it off. And I'm just done. Uh, yeah, uh, it you know it's just a generally difficult game uh, that um, you know I guess I'm kind of surprised that I haven't just save scummed my way through it or something at some point via emulation. It, it is something that I'll pick up and just play sometimes just because it's fun, even though when I know I'm not going to have the time to push through it or anything. Uh, so again, it's kind of surprising that I just haven't randomly stuck stuck with it and and beat it at some point.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's fun to play with the mechanics of the game and, uh, you know, just... I would say you don't even have to beat it. Like, it, it's just a fun game. Yep,
0: for sure, for sure, man. Um, yeah, I... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I like the different feel that it has uh, to the other two uh, that are on the NES. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's just kind of, it, it is still enough in the vein that you, I would, and there are purists who, you know, argue that it, because it is the reskinning of Doki Doki, that it is not a Mario game, even if All they right. fucking slap Mario in it. And my God, that's like to me, that's such a stupid argument, but uh, it's not for you At- to decide. Yeah, well, that and yeah, any any argument about a video game is probably a stupid argument. <laughs> it's probably stupid in the first <laughs> place. But, like, yeah, I get
1: it. It's it's different. It's a reskin, but, like, it's fucking called Mario, man. Come on. Yeah. Like, I right. think Nintendo would know.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if anyone would make that determination, it's probably Nintendo. <laughs> definitely Nintendo. N- definitely Nintendo. Uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, I, w- I would. This is I've never beat it, and I would fucking like to that's uh, it's shit it's on my I forgot list. about this digging shit
1: this is the second level and digging down and like there, there's strategy to this game and like ton, uh, man. well that's
0: the thing we talked about the you know the the different character uh skill sets the you know yeah exactly like you get okay you try this thing like I like you know it's it's easy to like the princess's floating thing it can kind of bail you out of shit uh so you know maybe I traditionally would like to play with her and I'm her, her her luigi tend to be i guess the characters probably i pick up most but yeah you get into this level two stage and you gotta do all this digging and all these fuckers are coming at you left and right and then you also uh i think you got to go down here get a key and then work your way back up like maybe oh wait maybe toad's the, the useful one for this particular level right, right? and that uh because of the fast digging uh mechanic and that yeah the, the fact that a mario game now yes there's all sorts of puzzle solving uh in, in the newer games but back then like relative to after you if you had played one like this would have been mind blowing to you, or it was. I mean, it was it was mind blowing to us. I think, uh, right. but it would be to to a hypothetical <laughs> new player too. You know, like uh, I, I think um, there's a, a really good job to to do something so different, uh, and uh, you know, add new challenges and new ways of fucking interacting with it is is just to me such a good thing. I can't believe anyone would ever complain about it. <laughs> right, I'd I'd
1: understand if like the purists that we're talking about. If this were a bad game, I, I could understand. But the problem is, it's like, it's good. It's fun.
0: Right. Like, well, it's the, the, it's the same argument we had about fucking the, the Zelda one. You know, they, there's that, that same purist right. argument that that is such a change in format from one to two. Like, yeah, motherfucker, we're trying to get better in the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to move forward here, uh, not just stay in fucking a, a static place. Uh, yeah. I mean, anybody that's ever had their favorite band release
1: the same album five times or seen the, you know, a movie that just repeats the same shit. Another movie repeats, you know, a million other times. Like why the fuck do you want Mario one 20 more times? Like <laughs> yeah. you can play Mario one, man. Just
0: go do that. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, probably i probably beating a dead horse here with this, but yes, good right. fucking game. I would like to fucking beat it someday. Uh, and I hope I do. All right. And the next thing is a legend of Zelda second quest feature. And, uh, you know, Mario, Zelda, there's, they're not fucking around here. Right. <laughs> uh, I do thought, uh, that said, though, I think it's uh, weird that we're still dicking around with Legend of Zelda 1 here. <laughs> After having, you know, we got, I think it was two issues back in Nintendo Funk Club News, we got a, a relatively in-depth preview of... Uh, uh, Adventure of Link. So the idea that we're going back to this in a coverage way is is interesting to me, um, and I guess maybe you know it probably has something to do with the fact that the game was supposed to be out by now and, or close to now, and it's they know now that it's not. Um, maybe they didn't want to draw attention to that release dragging ass, and they were like, you know what, let's just fucking go back to Zelda. <laughs> I wonder if there's like.
1: I don't know what characteristic of my personality makes me think like this, but yeah. I wonder if there's something going on in this in this whole issue, actually, where um, they're just kind of feeling out how they're going to format and set up this right. thing called Nintendo Power.
0: Well, you know what, too, dude? They probably, this being the first, you know, it's like... Uh... Sports analogy here. So, the first game of the NFL season, you play a month of preseason games, but you don't give a fuck what happens in those games, right? right? You don't game plan for them. You just go out there and like hope no one gets hurt. The whole fucking once you get all the players together at the end of towards the end of training camp and you determine what your fucking your starting 22 is going to be, the rest of the time, even through all those preseason games, uh, is pretty much spent game planning for game one. <laughs> you know what I mean? The first game of the regular season, uh, even though you have these other things going on um, kind of on the back burner. But you know, See, like, nobody's we... looking forward, but we are. Right. Exactly. Uh, and that could have this could have been they could have been working on this for fucking six months. You know, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. All right. Um, yeah. So that that could be part of it, I guess. Yeah. And it's um, not
1: like you would just change like what you've been working on for six months, because it's required six months of work for a reason. It's, it's not easy. right? So yeah, I, I could, I never thought about that. Like they had already started this six months ago. You can't just change it towards the end. So this is what we're going with. For sure. For sure. Start the ball rolling, it's rolling.
0: Especially when, you know, we talked about how, you know, I, and I, I kind of knowing this, I look forward to, to going through issue two, to see if the same level of care uh, is given to the illustration and the artwork because the yeah. artwork in this issue is fucking beautiful and well done and just seemingly, you know, great. So that takes time too, you know, and, and um, I'm curious uh, with less lead time uh, if they're able to maintain that level of curation on the artwork front, you know, uh-huh. right. Except for on this page, the font uh, that, that makes
1: up the word Zelda uh, on the top right here looks like complete shit. <laughs> Have
0: you hilarious. noticed that? It's, I mean, it's a little mm, askew, sure, but a little. It looks like a kid did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that crudeness is kind of uh, intentional to some degree, but
1: that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, shit was harder back then, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't. You know. Careful. No, to say. no excuse. Uh, <laughs> I, I see them do. I see them not have this
1: problem in other places. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, somebody shit the bed there. Maybe not shit the bed. That's that's strong for yeah. screwing up five letters. But it <laughs> <is not good. laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it, this uh, is the same thing, right? I mean, this is like oh no, but this is the. Uh, I mean, I guess it is the same thing. It's just like you know, level up by level walk through,
0: right, of the second quest of and the I, second quest. Yeah, and I think right. uh, the se- the. You know, I started just fucking finding relevance for this. The uh, the second quest of the game when I was a kid might as well have been in a different fucking, like, a foreign language, you know? Like, I couldn't even scratch the surface of it as a kid. Even with, I mean, this was available then. I, again, we've already covered, like, I mean, I, I guess I, this looked pretty unfamiliar to me, too. So I'm thinking I didn't fucking spend as much time in these early Nintendo powers as maybe I thought I had. Uh, I feel like the uh, the Prospect Library had a bunch of issues of them. Uh, but maybe they didn't have this one, or for some reason it's not the one I looked at. I don't fucking know. But uh, even with they had them at the library, didn't they? I forgot about that. Oh, for sure they did, man. I thought.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, that's fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. they might have had the Final Fantasy one. I think I might have like been
0: on that thing's jock pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did. Yeah, I remember Ooh. Castlevania one. I have like a strong memory of, of reading the Castlevania one in there a lot. They also had those Asterix comics that like the the Viking comics. They had a bunch of those too, and those were uh, super popular uh thing i remember those and then a lot of choose your own adventure books the choose yep. your own adventure i remember were dope and they had they had there was this other series called time machine that were choose your own adventure but you had an inventory much like that uh i think that's actually where i stole that book dude
2: <laughs> i think
0: uh, i stole that book from Bucket, the prospect library uh it that sounds like uh the grail lone quest? wolf series
1: was it yeah lone wolf or the grail quest is that the same thing um no they are different things um and uh, like Lone Quest? Wolf, you have an in inventory, I know. You played real more was, than
0: I did. Real Quest was the one where you, could build, you had to build the thing out of the candle and shit. Yeah, and like the toilet paper roll. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, dude. They had you building little crude machines out of fucking shit around your house. That yeah. is so cool. Thanks, everybody,
1: uh, for tuning in to the uh, Prospect Library <laughs> content <laughs> podcast <laughs> okay. of 1990. Um, at, I'm Jeff up, Burns. Look. This
0: is Josh Fullen. <laughs> yeah, look up the time machine. Choose Your Own Adventure esque books, and then also Grail Quest. Uh, those are those are cool, uh, cool things to to go on a Google dive on.
1: And Lone uh, Wolf is a very cool cho- Choose Your Own Adventure series as well. Check as well. that out too. Sure.
0: Anyhow, back to Zelda. The uh, they kick it off with an explanation of the Zelda name entry trick. Uh, if you choose to fast track to it without beating that first quest, and then kind of a little prefacing of what the second installment is all about, uh, like what what. The different and uh, the, the narrative justification for it, uh, and uh, or la- it really lack thereof is probably a better way of putting it. It basically just says, uh, you thought you waxed Ganon, but you were wrong and you need to do it again, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, oh man, that's that's a crazy mechanic
1: for them to throw in, but I mean, it happened in uh, what was it? What was that god awful shit we played for the first game episode?
0: Oh, Ghosts and Goblins, yeah, oh, it's like, yeah, you're wrong. You beat the didn't. game, but fuck you, you didn't. Yeah, the what was, what was that fucking... The message was great in that. The devil, Uh-oh. something, you fucking... It was an illusion, something was an illusion. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it's, uh, it declares uh, a couple pages in here. It declares that the whistle is the most important item in the second quest. And granted, I haven't beat the second quest yet, so maybe I had I just haven't got to uh, a place where I understand the uh, uh, heightened significance of it. But to me, that seems like a crazy thing to say. Uh, the whistle only the functionalities of the whistle are like, you know, yes, you can transport from level to level, and like it does some things with like those. Uh, they're not one those don- enemies yeah not the dongos the eyes that that, that they're, they're the big one and then they be dig dog excuse me dig dog or maybe they're called mm-hmm. uh where you you blow it and then it turns into a bunch of little ones that you can actually attack with your sword but prior to that it's invincible so like yes there's significances for it and you can like i said it, it it's how you reveal a few of the of the dungeons and you can move from each dungeon to it to the next one uh in kind of like a warp way but all that said, it's still crazy to me to suggest that that's the most important item uh given all the cool shit you can get in this game. Uh, I've never played any of the second quests,
1: so I don't know anything yeah.
0: about it to be honest. It's not that's that's actually that's part of the thing. That's also why I've never really, you know, I've, I've tried and I have a game going that's I'm a few dungeons in, but it's so far it's so much harder and the payoff is just it's there's it's so much harder but the 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 payoff uh does is is not uh in line with the increased difficulty like the payoff of beating it i mean um and and that is you know uh, i don't know it's just it's hard to stick with because it is so much fucking harder that you're just like what am i you know nothing's gonna happen i haven't seen (laughs) right
1: i was gonna say because like the payoff what could it possibly be because as far as i'm concerned i've already beaten the game this is just you treating me badly
0: yeah and rearranging rearranging things
1: I mean, yeah. This is just not a friendly thing for you to do after I went through all this effort to beat the game and then you're just like, Fuck you, you didn't, and it's harder. Like, well, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to play that game then.
0: <laughs> well, it's, and it's almost kind of a, you know, it's it's just them adding replay, you know, like there's not Right. They, 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 that's why. That's why there's not. They didn't spend time on a real narrative significance for it. It's literally just like this. They're making this game. Hey, here's some they more want, of this. Yeah, they want you to feel that you're getting the uh, significant value uh, for it when you when you pay all that money for it, and they fucking, you know, yeah, just throw it at you again. Uh, and that's kind of like a, a thing that a lot, you know, like we said, Ghosts and Goblins did it. And that's not an uncommon thing back then. Even though this is such a different game than than you know previous iterations uh of of video games like you know it's this this is the first of its kind and how huge and sprawling it is so you probably that's probably overkill you don't need to do that for this (laughs) you know it was already it was already way more work than people uh work in time than people are accustomed to uh getting from a video game so um you know i wonder if it was just
1: a very easy thing for them to like change a couple things in the code Sure it was. Yeah. I mean, you know, like if it was like, you know, 10% of the work to create a new game to get you effectively an entirely new game, you know, then why not throw it in there? Probably easy, very easy to justify. Yeah, And like you said, back then, it was one of those things where, you know, video games like we've always talked about in this uh, podcast, this whole industry is new and they you got to keep in mind, these people don't even know if this is going to last another couple of years. Like it Mm -hmm. might not as far as they are concerned so they are actually thinking about things like value for the customer whereas like nowadays EA is just like fuck you man here's the game we didn't work on it very hard and it's got like <laughs> transactions fuck yeah, you yeah. give me all your money and blow it out your ass yeah. these guys are like we better give them something because if we don't they might not buy video games in general anymore <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, yeah we yeah for sure uh in the in the level three section, there's a pun alert that I wanted to bring to our attention. Toss two bombs into D- D- dongo's mouth. It's a blast. Fuck Ooh. you, Nintendo. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, the overworld map grid at the top of each levels section, like each you know, you get a page for each each dungeon and. Um, at the top of it, it actually shows you on the the overworld map grid that you have on the top left of your screen where the level is, and I can tell you from playing a little bit of the second quest, that is a fucking money-ass. Oh my uh, god. god. It's very clutch for that to be there, because yeah, that is, that's the hardest part about the second quest to me. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, the, the, all the enemies are harder, it takes more fucking sword wax, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. they take more damage from you, uh, so there is just kind of that, like, numeric difference, uh, but as far as um you know actual differences in the gameplay where you're trying to figure new shit out the location of the levels uh and, and where things are is, is easily the the biggest and, and and most difficult hurdle you have so that's a very um clutch thing for sure right um
1: yeah knowing your location in the over, in the greater world is very important <laughs> very in
0: <critical>. general <laughs> yeah uh yeah um but in Zelda 2 and they, there's, a, there's a thing, you know, played the shit out of this game, dude, and uh, it's interesting to me to read kind of a new functionality thing, but the, they do a breakdown of the red bubbles in the level 5 section, and I didn't know that you, when, you, when you get hit by one of those fucking things, you lose your ability to use your sword kind of quasi-permanently until you do one of three things. You have to touch a blue bubble... Which is crazy. I definitely like the idea of that, like float of having to like I get hit by this thing. Now I got to go find a blue one. It would never occur to me. Yeah, it never occurred to me, and I definitely never did it. Um, I guess maybe once you lose your sword, you probably just always died right away. So that's why I never I never got anywhere <laughs> Didn't that it. Didn't have time to occur to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to do that, or you have to get a fairy, or drink a water of life potion. Um, and again, I definitely never did that sequence of events either. Uh, so that's just interesting to me that I, I fucking played the shit out of this game so much, and that there was a whole aspect of it like that uh an enemy function that i didn't fucking even know right
1: and like none of the three things that it that it tells you to do like you wouldn't like get hit by a bubble and be like oh i can't use my sword and, oh of course i'll go grab i mean i guess you might think go grab a fairy it cures right. what ills me but right it's just like yeah that, that's a it's a weird it's a whole new mechanic that like eh, you didn't fucking know of until now and you better figure it
0: out right i wonder how many people just fucking could never beat level five and then got this issue and they were like fuck <laughs> yeah. well, that's like yeah.
1: that, that's where you get into like some of these like replay things is just like they change it up enough for you to be confused and then it's also like they just throw in this fuck you mechanic and it's like well, that's yeah, not just, really hard maybe, that's just me.
0: yeah maybe that's why I don't know about it maybe it is only a second quest thing I didn't think of that uh, I guess it is here in the second quest feature so that certainly would make a ton of fucking sense uh, uh, I don't remember losing a sword in Zelda I'll put it that way yeah, yeah, and you, I never
1: played the second quest, so...
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, the losing your shield things. I mean, that happens all the fucking time. Those sandwich things. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. So maybe that's why we don't fucking know about that. But right. anyhow, it calls level six, the toughest one in the second quest, duly noted. Uh, they kind of taper off coverage of level seven, eight, and nine uh, in like the customary old school Nintendo fashion right. uh, that, that I like, actually, To to its credit. Uh, I like fig- that, too. Figure that shit out yourself, child. You
1: know, <laughs> like we told you how to play, you know, six or two thirds of the game, you know. Yeah. You can exactly. figure this last part out. Exactly. Now it's your job to bring it home for sure. Right. And that's good. And that's the way And I it does it's... give you like a sense of satisfaction and whatnot, and yep. it's not hand holdy and it's cool.
0: Yep. 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 It's, and it's the it's the difference between kids today. <laughs> and know. and, not, and good us. Good Um, After the level spotlights, there is uh, an Adventure of Link Link Primer, uh, which is kind of contradictory to my theory that they didn't even want you to think about it. But uh, it still mentions that it's it's uh, or that it rather it does mention that it's still due out in the fall, uh, which is not the Christmas date that we know now it it came out on. That is not going to happen. Right, yeah. So uh, they still didn't know this was what July, August, eighty-eight. So you want to say maybe June is when they were making the, these printing decisions. Uh, it's interesting that in June they still thought it was—they thought it was what three months away, maybe four months. You could stretch it into, uh, right. and they were wrong about that. So I don't know. It's our, our whole theory. We have we have this whole conspiracy theory about the validity of their actual shortage and da 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 like. I don't know. It's A lot lot of layers, a lot of of elaborate effort uh, if it is a deception, an intentional deception. Right. It's an onion, this Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, And the Uplast, they have a a really hot fold-out overworld map uh, with all sorts of fucking notations and locations of shit. Um, They they, they also have a... um, uh shop buyer's guide that's pretty cool it tells you where like the store locations the inventory like what they what they're selling there and then the prices for them so you can kind of you know like shop for the best gas prices app kind of (laughs) deal you know we're gonna get the cheapest shield uh etc etc uh and and that's pretty cool um thing that again we're talking this is a first timer here this this huge map like this that are actual screenshots that's to scale uh, is a whole fucking new deal.
1: Right. I mean all the information they give you and for this like it's an incredible amount of
0: information. Like, <laughs> it, it it would be wildly helpful. Yes, for sure. I mean yeah, like they, like you know, like I said I I have that second quest game going and like sure i could just google an faq my way through it but like the idea of like now that i know this is here after having done this issue uh like and you can kind of just have it open and like be able to reference it as needed uh in a much more easy no google query way is is a really attractive thing to me that makes me think i might actually get around to finishing it you know right uh which is cool.
1: just cooler than fucking googling things also like it's way (laughs) Cooler. cooler yeah way fucking cooler and I yep. say this as a person who Googles video game things all the time.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. It's, not, it's I'm hard. not shaming
1: anyone. I'm just saying that
0: this is just a cooler format. Yep. Yep. A lot more enjoyable. and a lot, Yeah, because I mean, there's I um, – I don't know. there's it, Even though you it, you are just finding the answer, there's something about it that it is, yes, it's less hand-holdy. It's just like the difference between uh, – Fucking punching in a address on my phone and just hitting go and then the thing just spats at me where to turn and having to pull an atlas out of the uh, uh, back seat pocket in my car a couple decades ago and having to look at a fucking map and decide a and map. Life. Yeah, and, and decide how to get somewhere and like the obviously, you know, it's great that I don't have to think about that anymore as far as like how it relates to all the other things in my life, but the satisfaction of... Figuring out a new or cool way or an easier way on my own with one of those atlases was a really satisfying feeling.
1: <laughs> I, I agree.
0: Yeah. I mean, fucking, you know,
1: Google or Apple Maps is easier, and I'm glad they exist. But, like, you know, we did lose a little sense of satisfaction with doing things, uh, you know, just
0: pulling the fucking map out of the backseat and
1: figuring it out. So,
0: yep, For know, sure. this a good in between. And then I walked up uh, hill to school and back both ways uh, uphill nice, both right.
1: ways yeah <laughs> yeah when I'm done uh, here I'm gonna sit out in my front yard and tell kids to get off of it so.
0: Is the Mario Two Overworld theme that is reminding us to to play that fucking game again? Hmm. Uh, here, as we get into the middle section of Nintendo Power Issue One, and the first thing they're giving us here is the baseball roundup, and uh, we get here. <laughs> it's funny we talked about kind of uh, the difficulty of photoshopping, da 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 da, but like. Uh, it lo- I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe these are original artworks, but I feel like they probably pulled them from actual stills and maybe not just stenciled them, but, you know, did very uh, close renderings and like they're I don't know. The, the, the blue and the red look like an over, uh, exertion of effort to just block out <laughs> what would have been actual MLB team. Uh, logo slash color slash apparel stuff, you know, like the the red and the blue just looks very like overly stock and kind of saturated. I don't know. Um, it's not good artwork, I guess. Yeah, I guess. it's
1: just the way that the blues. You you can tell that like, for lack of a better word, th- these red and blues were just photoshopped over top of players, right. which like I I don't recognize the players, but I'm not a baseball yeah. guy either. Well, so.
0: I mean, they're definitely illustrations. These are not these are not those are not live action photos. So that's I mean, like it's. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe they did, and they were like, oh, we're didn't. We're not. We not, we can't, this is too, like, something, Legal was like, hey, this is fucking, this is too much like the fucking Orioles or something, and they were just like, I, oh, I don't fucking. know what's going on here, it, yeah. yeah, it doesn't, it looks weird, though, yeah, it looks weird, for sure. Uh, and that looks weird, but this is a pretty this uh, this is a cool little feature. I think it's a it basically amounts to a side by side comparison of three third party baseball titles. And I think it's notable to 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 bring up that there's no sign of their black box proprietary baseball title, which is good to see that they were like that is inferior. Let's talk about these other things. Right. And uh, it's, it's not, you know, yeah, it's nowhere nowhere near as good as any one of these three. So uh, they could have still stubbornly put it in here and try to blow smoke up our asses and move units anyhow, you know, and they did not do that. So hats off, Nintendo. Good job. Uh, what we are getting, though, is Jalico's bases loaded, LJN's Major League Baseball, and Tengen's RBI Baseball. Uh, and we've discussed all three of these already previously. But it is cool how, as I said, they're comparing certain aspects of each Uh, of each of the three titles they like they have like each like categories like team management pitching batting and they even have a beanball section which is fucking cool to me uh they had uh, in the beanball section they bring up something i completely forgotten that is fucking awesome and that is uh in bases loaded one if you get beaned uh, the batters sometimes charge the mound and try to kick the fuck out of the pitcher. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, which is so fucking cool for an Nintendo I didn't game. know that. Uh, yeah, that's fucking awesome. And I never played the first one enough to see this firsthand, and I believe they did away with it. I shouldn't say I believe. I'm almost certain they did away with it for the sequel, Bases Loaded 2, that I played a bunch of. So uh, I've never actually seen this happen in real time, and it's not the easiest thing to... Uh, you know, you can't, it's like, you can't, at least I wasn't able to just like fire it up and make it happen. So, uh, I've never seen it, but I would like to, it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. So you don't know anything about it. Was there an actual, like,
1: uh, not like a fight mechanic, like you'd see in hockey games?
0: No, no, no. It's just an animation. You can actually, you can see it. Uh, if you go to the beanball section here. Uh, I believe there's a section for it. Yeah, yeah, right. on page 49, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Beanball battle, and it shows kind of yeah, like the the batter out there near the pi- the pitcher mound, and the pitcher mounds are the pitchers kind of like in like the bracing for a fucking tackle <laughs> um, stance, you know, right. uh, which is fucking incredible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I saw that. I just wasn't sure like if there was. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't see fucking animations in this shit, so I wasn't yeah, sure I what was happening. I'm but... sure we
0: could actually Google the the, the full thing. What uh, if you couldn't? Yeah. <laughs> what if
1: that was the one thing that wasn't on the one internet? One
0: thing not on Google.
1: People always yeah. say, I'm sure I could Google it. No, you definitely can. not Well, we
0: already found the one thing and that was uh, a video of of Howard's, of Howie's rock band fucking thing or whatever it was. Oh, right. Uh, his, his music video. <laughs> <laughs> right, that, that's that, true. That was, not, that was not on the internet either. Um. It's gotta be somewhere. I I still believe it's out there. Yeah, you that's yeah, video too is such a you know. Um yeah, I'd be shocked that it's not somewhere. Anyhow, the uh that's really all there is to say about this. Like so we've already covered the titles. Um I would say out of the three, uh, as we already I think we already said that even that like I think RBI is the funnest one to sit down and play with another human being in kind of like an arcade baseball way. Uh but Bases Loaded is the one that has kind of like a single-player pennant mode to a degree uh, where you can kind of play a bunch of games and work your way to the World Series. I think that's a better um, single-player experience. Uh, and yeah, MLB baseball is a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was never a fan of any baseball. Uh, they just don't uh, – to me, they never
0: work quite right. So uh, I, I I never played any of these baseball games. I can't. You, I highly rec- I can't believe, fucking. You're friends with fucking the Carlson boys and shit. They're into baseball, man. I can't believe they've never gotten you to play RBI baseball. Oh no, no,
1: dude. They, um, Andy, uh, would come over to my apartment, my old apartment, um, and uh, he would play uh, sports talk baseball constantly. Apparently, he just told me this recently. I would, we would be getting drunk, and I would make him play uh sports talk baseball and i would just watch them
0: for your own entertainment yeah Inter- it's like I was watching entertain baseball me,
1: me. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. so uh that definitely yeah that definitely happened with
0: him so don't <laughs> worry your, your theory is right <laughs> uh man Uh, So after that, we get Counselor's Corner, uh, our first installment of this, or this rather, and it is the basically counselors answering letters from players requesting game hints. Uh, So it's kind of like a letter format uh, to a degree, write in and ask a question to the experts deal. And the first game we get. Funny enough, is Go figure, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Go figure. Like the what? How the fuck <laughs> <laughs> do I even? And that's the whole letter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and yeah, what they actually maybe maybe this is the response to that exact question. Uh, and it is the level select, and uh, or, or rather a. Um, uh, a, a way by which to access the level select screen. Um, and it's like, and just so in the vein of the game, it's complicated as fuck. Right. Naturally. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta, let's see if I can read it here. Uh, just, yeah. And again, they just didn't know how to even tell you codes yet. Kind of. I feel like this is part part of the difficulty here is just the way it's, they like, really and, didn't know how to say it. Yeah. And it says, let's start with the stage select question, hold the control pad, right. And push the B button three times, period. Then comma, press up and release period. Next, push B three times. Push left, release, then B three times again. Push down, comma, release, and push B three time, three more times. Then push start. Select the A button or B button at this time, and push start once again. Now you're on the right track. Like, like that's just a crazy ass... Also, you're only on the right track. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like you haven't
1: yeah, should... even done it. You're like You're yeah. on the right track.
0: It should just be up B three times. Then, you know, just like it should be a very... Right. Up. The
1: actual code is... Right, BBB up, BBB left, <laughs> BBB down, BBB start.
0: Right, and that's super simple to, to comprehend. <laughs>
1: right. That's how we know it now.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's hilarious. They didn't even know how to do that yet.
1: But and underneath that, there's somebody writing in for Ring King. Oh, I, Is oh, dude, that I, a
0: blow I see in between rounds? Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> Do not just skip over that red devil. <laughs> well, no, I
1: right. Well, that's the uh, that was the second part of this. Uh, the write-in was: is there a stage select, and also how do I beat the red devil?
0: Yeah, and there the the trick sounds like total bullshit to me. <laughs> I, like, I didn't even honestly.
1: I didn't even read it because I knew it was
0: bullshit. It's well, it's like it's like it's telling you to glitch it off the screen, kind of. It's not. Yeah. Fucking! it's not an actual method by which to defeat it it is try to glitch it off the screen uh which is the worst tip ever <laughs> right like we've made this game too hard just try to cheat yeah, right. yeah exactly it, both these are try to cheat use a stage select and then glitch enemies off the screen because this fucking game is impossible yeah
1: and you know what's <laughs> funny is you're not even gonna have fun after that <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going to stage select to this Red Devil, you're going to cheat him off the screen, and then you're not going to have
0: Yeah, unless you stage select directly to King fucking whatever his name is, uh, yeah, you're not going to enjoy it at all. Even then you're not going to enjoy it, though, you're going to be like, holy fuck, this last boss is easy. (laughs) Well, are you going
1: to say that? Because when you stage select to him, do you have the appropriate weapon with you to beat him?
0: Yeah, that's also probably fucking true, dude. Like, I
1: wonder if the, if you stage select to him if you don't have the shield, is it? Right, the shield?
0: Uh, Yeah, ideally, yeah. Well, If I you mean, don't have the shield, then what happens? Uh, I mean, you probably, again, because that's the mechanic, is literally just to run away from him. And, as long as you could hit him, as long, you know... No, no, I, I thought you well, didn't the, have the shield, have, it sent
1: could... you away.
0: No, no. Yes,
1: like, if I, I'm, I'm 99% sure you could not fight him if you did not have the shield. Really, I'm Man. 99% sure, dude. I'll that. look it up if you want to keep talking.
0: No, that's not. that's not that important. Well, oh, that's I'm that's... doing it. Today. What I was going to say was, that because the, the shield doesn't go across the screen anyways, that was like the concession with that weapon, is that it had a somewhat limited flight range, uh, flight pattern, and uh, I was going to say, like, one of the other lesser items might not actually hit him, he might be have to be too close to you for you to hit him, but the shield was limited, too, so if you had, like, that knife or whatever could go across the screen, you could run to the edge and just fucking, I don't care how many times it takes, he moves so slow, you, you could do can. it, right? Yeah. Uh, if you got the time... <laughs> anyhow that's way too much time we've already spent on ghosts and goblins the next yeah. thing is ring king what were you saying about a blowjobs <laughs> <laughs> i was saying i was
1: basically making the joke that it'd be funny if some child wrote in between
0: oh <laughs> yeah. yeah wrote yeah. in what's, like is that a blowjob yeah what's up with the blowjobs and ring king i guess, no, yeah, and, it's instead the they... word
1: blowjob and child with the word funny probably not actually <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, it's a joke I'll... i tried uh, no, instead they're writing in and asking a question that should be in the, in the fucking instruction booklet about what one of the pickups is, uh, <laughs> one of the power pickup that bounce across the fucking ring. Right. Um, that's something that should be in the instruction booklet for sure. Yeah. How the hell is that not? Uh, and then we get, um, some of this Metroid shit here. You get, we, we do get a, a Tyson tip for punch out and it's easily, I think the best of the mike tyson tips we've gotten um to date uh the most notable i thought being that the it provides a hard line number for points to win by decision against him against tyson and i did not know that exact number so oh wow okay yeah five thousand being a hard number to like i gotta get to that number is just such a because i mean there's a certain level of with with fighting him as i've already explained where you're just like Uh, I don't even know where to start (laughs) kind of trying to hang on. It seems like exactly. So like knowing that there's a very specific number that you'd have to get to gives you a like defined goal as opposed to just kind of this, uh, you know, undefined. uh, Yeah, exactly. I hope I can survive and then maybe they'll let me win. I don't know, (laughs) you know? Right. Uh,
1: And it also kind of like, not that anybody's going to confuse this game for a boxing game. Uh, Well, I mean, there's debate on that, but like, You're not necessarily thinking about the actual mechanics of actual boxing, but that kind of does introduce it a little bit where you're like, if I just fight well enough to like win a decision, like it it just presents it as an option, you know, like that's, that's actually pretty cool. Yep.
0: Yep. 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 Agreed. Agreed. And we do get, uh, as we alluded to very early on with that first uh, music drop. There at the beginning of this this episode, uh, we get our first mention of Castlevania here, and it's in the form of tips for each of the bosses, uh, and that sent me down the road of firing that baby up. Um, well, first, are are you? I mean, you touched on a little about how hip to you are, or how hip to it are you? Like, have you, you said you haven't played it at all? Or no, I
1: actually haven't played Castlevania at all. Really? Uh, two, I played a lot, but right. not. Well, I don't think I ever had access to it either. Like nobody I knew had it. That was definitely true, and then apparently I don't think any video game store ever had it to rent, so... Uh,
0: yeah, I yeah. never played it at all, in fact. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we discussed digging the RPG elements of 2, um, making it a favorite, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I had definitely played it before, a little bit, but very little, and, and because of the lack of depth, seemingly... Seeming lack of depth, uh, I, had, I hadn't spent any real time on it. Uh, so, yeah, so I did fire it up, and... First thing, the opening cinematic is fucking really cool. <laughs> uh, your, your dude walks up to the front of Dracula's castle like a fucking boss and just opens the gate and walks in, uh, which is pretty fucking ballsy uh, maneuver. And uh, I played the first level and, and got to the vampire bat boss uh, before he whacks my ass. And it is, I mean, like all the things, you know. Um, I guess by the last time I played this was probably a very long time ago, and certainly prior to all the shit I've listened to and read uh, since about you know kind of, I mean Metroidvania like it's it's a it's a type of game now uh, that as far as the mechanics go and how cleanly uh, they uh, Konami right uh, how cleanly they achieved that new genre and and like the fun, the, the the mechanics, the physics of the game are very good and satisfying, and you know, there's no, it's not, there wasn't any a bunch of fucking dumb Ninja Gaiden type fucking impossible respawning shit that makes you want to jump off the roof. Like it just <laughs> very, very well done uh, gameplay feel to it, and, and that's really cool, uh, mm-hmm. particularly for a game this this long ago. And then obviously the there's it's badass the the, um, I don't know, the world that the, the world, the, the game, the, the story world that the game happens in is very cool. And, um, you know, it of course launched a huge franchise too. So that's uh, worth noting as well. And yeah, I had a lot of fun. I, I would like to fucking play this game more for sure. And, and I think it, uh, uh, is a very, very reasonable, um, game episode, uh, option.
1: Yeah. I was considering that one too. I, I didn't, like I said, I actually have no experience. I've never even seen a second of gameplay for this game. But considering that, A, it got a sequel, and, B, the sequel is really good, I would imagine that this is at least a pretty good game.
0: Yeah, it is. It was very satisfying. So that's that. And the next thing up is the first Howard and Nestor comic. And it's no plot, all character development. <laughs> Did they push Howard all the way back to page 55? It's the first Howard appearance, I believe. Yeah, that's a good good thing to point out too. It's the he, first time you're getting anything about Howard. Right. And then it's just a
1: cartoon version of Howard. He must have really fucked up at the Christmas party. He must have, he must 87. have. Eighty seven. I'm I'm gonna make that a like that's canon caught, in my head caught, now.
0: Caught doing blow off the fucking copy machine with fucking hookers or something. Yeah, with <laughs> a naked, <laughs> naked secretary or something, right? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. that's my story I'm going with. Yeah. Yeah, there's, as far as the actuals, like there's no story here at all. It's literally just who are these two characters? Which you know, and and right. if you're dealing with a serial format storytelling, or rather, uh, uh, serial format storytelling, uh, that is, yes, the first um, installment needs to establish who the characters are. But but we could have got a little plot. We could have got a little plot. <laughs> yeah. Well. <Wow. laughs> uh, anyhow. Nothing to talk about there really. You get on to classified information is the next thing, which is uh, like Counselor's Corner and classified information were kind of like the like uh, I'm looking I'm open up. once I got familiar with these magazines and I was getting them every month. Like these are those are probably the two things that I would open up to first without even like looking at the table of contents, just like seeing what are the hot, like easily easy to digest tips. That I'm going to get in this in this issue, uh, both these sections, the classified information in particular, to me, there's just something about the aesthetic of this section that is really appealing. The Manila folder, class, you know, top secret info kind of thing is is really cool to me. So this is one of my favorite sections, I think. But
1: mm. um, it's, I mean, it's, this it's, is where the meat is, you know, like th- this is this is what you're looking for, I think.
0: For sure, yeah, and that's what, this this is just, where Counselor's Corner is kind of like, yes, answering questions, and there's, uh, some of it is just, you know, like, so we got the level select thing, like, some of it is just kind of codes or, or shit like that, but it's more, you know, how do I beat this, t- like the Castlevania one, how do I beat the bosses? It's kind of like a, a little bit more of a long-winded uh, tip section, whereas these are, like, very concise, just codes or, like, hidden things, you know? Right. Uh, That, again, is more just a snapshot idea um, uh, of tips. That is, uh, I don't know, just was more fun to me to some degree or another. And it's cool to me that they list the agent number here, and I'm, I never noticed that. And like, I wonder if those are just completely arbitrary things that just give it some sort of whatever, but or if they actually correlate to a, a specific human being that maybe re- reoccurs. Uh, and it might even be a fun uh, little data study to you know to
1: yeah to compare like every time agent 99 shows up, like right. what is the writing game? style similar
0: or something? Well, is the writing style similar, but also just what games are they? You know, because like the first one is from agent number one here. Double one you know and like that is maybe howie i don't know it's probably someone of if it it does correlate to an actual human being uh then it probably is granted and that's why they would have the first the number one it might be howie or whoever it would be like someone of importance within that that ecosystem (laughs) you know what i mean and like curious to know like what these individuals uh you know, like they—they—he they, they, picked ice hockey probably because this is his favorite game. The first time this is appearing in this first installment of the magazine, and we get the Agent Double O One uh, doing it. Like ice hockey is probably his fucking jam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, he loves that shit, right? Right. So it, it's it'd probably be fun to see kind of the through line, I guess, in their their game choices um, throughout the run of the the, the issues. And it also, it'd be cool to be able to correlate them because later on, or eventually, we get the uh the counselor spotlights, you know, where you get the, you get the pictures of them uh in the counselor's corner section. And to be able to like court, if you were, if you were able to like map the agent numbers to those fucking counselors, that, that would just be a fun little study. <laughs> right. That
1: sounds like uh, somebody can do their thesis work on that. If they want to, <laughs> yeah.
0: that one's on us guys. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, so they yeah, have the first thing uh, from age number one here is Aitake, as you said, and it's a no-goalie trick, uh, which is a, a fun little thing to be able to pull out your goalie. That is certainly not a, just a intuitive thing uh, that is in the instruction manual, uh, as opposed to that ring king tip in the counselor's corner thing. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the, and the, yeah so there's a bunch of codes here, uh, so you're not going to go through each and every one of them, but we do get the legendary Konami code. For Contra here, an agent right. number. Nine, it's funny that you said agent number ninety nine is your example stock uh, number when I brought that up because that that is the agent number for the Contra code agent right. 099. Uh, and you know it's up up down down left right left right B A select start like that's fucking you know it, it is it is permeated into society at a level that is uh, wildly uh, deep really if you think about it for something that is just a little programming string uh, in, a, in a in some Nintendo games a few decades ago like it's wild how well-known and universal it is
1: right and and they did the same thing here again when telling you the code they they just didn't know how to shorthand it out so yeah. it's just kind of like it's kind of a mess to read through but we all know yeah. the code so yeah and like yeah i mean you
0: know there's those t-shirts uh of this code now and they're not it's not even words they are just an arrow pointing up and arrow right. pointing you know so like it's, it's even it's even uh, the shorthand has gone beyond even the English language to just what amounts to emojis. <laughs> right. It's not even like
1: actual language, it's just symbols. Right. And that, <laughs>
0: that's, that's, uh, that's that no, tells that's, you everything you need to know about that one, I guess. That, that that's an accomplishment on, on Konami's behalf. Uh, Yeah, so I did a a poking around doing some research given the significance of it, as I said, and I found some fun little things that I'll I'll drop in the show notes, but uh, I found one, a a list of 10, the the, the title was 10 awesome uses of the Konami code on some fucking website, Kotaku.com, I don't know what the fuck that is, but uh, yeah, it's just like 10 random appearances of it in society, not even just video games, Um, and there's some that are like super modern, I saw one for like Assassin's Creed 3 where you can walk up to a turkey that's just walking around around in a village and if you do the code on your controller next to that turkey it will put a little assassin's creed ninja hood on the turkey you know like that level of just i don't know just like um i don't know just tribute that's like that's like like such a (laughs) uh, a high level programmer tribute to this uh both game and or these games these original ones that had it I guess Gradius was the first that ever had it actually and I, I didn't know that was the case uh I thought life force and contra were the first two appearances of it so yeah I thought it was uh, uh, if, if you asked me I would have said Contra but I obviously yep. would have been wrong yep Gradius 86 release of Gradius was apparently the first one uh but yeah there, another one that was really fun in that list was the Bank of Canada they released a new like the federal bank I'm, I'm assuming it's referring to the Federal Bank of Canada uh released a new $10 note, uh, not too long ago and they incorporated it. And in, like, you had to like, there was something you could do on the website with that, with those, uh, you know, those keys and it would do something with the fucking $10 note on their website, the bank really? of the fucking country like that. Like, you know, uh, that's crazy, dude. It's like I said, just the level it has permeated huh. society, uh, into society is, is crazy. And, right. um, I also found a really cool history article on it kind of just talking about how it came to be uh, and and such on uh, atlasobscura.com that uh, I'll, I'll I'll stop in the show notes. That was a very good read. Um, yeah, just fucking really cool. And, and obviously one of the most memorable things fucking childhood, really, let alone right. Nintendo. <laughs> For some reason, I remember the uh,
1: the uh, Sonic level select and uh, music code. For really? some reason, I... that one stuck with me more than the uh, Konami code.
0: Really, I don't. I do not know that one. I know I, the, the. I'm ninety nine percent
1: sure it's up, down, left, right, A, B, C, start. Ninety nine percent sure on that. That's but of... for whatever reason, I remember that one and not the others.
0: That's that's super simple. Just all the things, you
1: know. Right. Yeah. Just in a pretty logical order. Hey, I looked up that um, uh, that Ghost and Goblins thing, and I it says that. You have to use the cross for this battle unless you cheated and used the level select code, in which case you'll have the javelin, but you won't be able to get the real game endings. Really? Well, that's bullshit because I didn't have the cross. I had the fuck... Oh, you mean the shield, sorry. Right, well, it says the cross. Who fucking knows? I don't want to talk about that anymore. Why would I even bring it up?
0: <laughs> well, it's crazy, too, because I we talked about how the only reason I had that shield is because I like made a hardline choice to... to Not change anymore. Even though there was, I think the 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 axe or something was a better weapon. Uh, Right, the shield's not good. Well, it's not the best cross or whatever, but yeah, it's not the best. You know, so the idea that you had to have that to beat the like that's fuck that game, man. Fuck those people. I'm I'm
1: (laughs) doing the fucking review, and I it was I think it was towards the end of the episode, and we were like. We were like, we looked something up and it was like, we found out right at the end of the episode. We were like, oh my God, if you don't have the cross, they fucking kick you <laughs> out of the battle. Like, if you
0: can't, if you can believe that, it actually <laughs> Yeah, That's insane. Right, that's- uh, there, there's a, a gun smoke code for starting the game with a, uh, going back to classified information here, there's a gun smoke code for starting the game with a loaded machine gun, uh, which is a cool little pickup in a, in a cool, fun game that I mentioned I like a lot. And there is... This is really cool to me. There's a punch-out code for getting... Uh, I'd forgotten all about this until I uh, hit this page. Um, but there's an, like an alternative world circuit. So, like basically you don't get this if you just play through the game uh linearly uh at all you, uh, you get a different sequence of characters but when you put in this code you go straight to a world circuit where all the boxers are ordered uh in a different way and i feel like they, they might even be like they might even behave slightly different i'm not sure but uh, it's just interesting like a weird feature that you punch in the code and get just kind of like a randomization i guess it, it's almost it's somewhat not unlike that zelda thing we talked about and that it yep. was just like something that they added uh kind of for the fuck of it to give it some uh, maybe replayability or what have you you know
1: right um, i was just gonna say that it, it sounds just like the second quest in zelda and uh the other one that we were talking about why we were talking about it a couple minutes ago what was it
0: uh i don't remember I'm sure I thought it was, it
1: was the like it had like a second quest kind of thing we were saying you just change a couple things in the coding get a whole new game
0: uh, Zelda was it? I don't know. I'm sure it was riveting conversation though. That's why we oh, that was another talk. one. <laughs> yeah, either
1: way, yeah, this looks like uh, Zelda second quest. I didn't know that was a thing at all in this game actually. Yeah, it was, I, I do remember it after having saw it. I did, like I did, the, I did uh, just kid, But do you know if like Tyson's not the last guy
0: or what? No, well, Tyson's in the dream circuit. He's he's like a standalone circuit. So it's it's basically the third of the three circuits. You get the minor, the major, and then world circuits and. Um, you know, you get the little training montages in between each one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just that this is the, uh, to my knowledge, anyhow, the only one that you can shuffle up uh, is the. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's different boxers entirely because King Hippo doesn't reappear normally. So you get yeah, you get a second different King Hippo basically uh, in in this uh, hypo- or alternative world circuit. So that's cool. Like it's not it's not just a reshuffling of the boxers that are already in it. It's actually different boxers too, which right. is right. Hmm, cool. Didn't cool. know that. Uh, yeah, the final opponent in it is King Hippo. It says actually, which is crazy. That the yeah. basically instead of Macho Man, you're getting King Hippo. Hmm. Um, I wonder how much difficulty is. He's probably he's got to be way harder. Anyhow, the there's also appearance because this is the only reason I actually fucking bothered to mention this because there are so few instances of new games here, which is something we will talk about eventually, too. But like they're covering a whole lot of games that uh, um, other than Mario 2, really, that we've already seen in previous right. issues here, which, again, kind of alludes to that theory that we cooked up of, of fucking that this was probably in development for longer than you're. The your average issue of a magazine would be that um, that's not covering more new stuff you know or more current things rather uh, but anyways there's a fucking yeah Minch is, has a thing of, of Bandai's Ninja Kid and I tried it it's a dog shit one hit kill platformer but the title screen music is pretty hot <laughs> Kind of gets us, so that's really all there is to talk about for classified information for me. And if you I don't know, had anything you want to talk about, Ring King's blowjob shit again, maybe. No, nope, I think okay, what they're showing or they show they have blowjobs featured, dude. <laughs> they have, uh, they yeah, have, they do. Wow. Look at yeah, that. I didn't even that, that. What's the what's the what's the caption? See how many how how what the easy fuck is it?
1: it is to clobber your opponent. You could <laughs> win this one with one hand tied behind your back, which all sounds like sexual innuendo. Yeah, yeah, they are my they, perverted
0: mind. Uh, these, Now, fuck that. that. That doesn't even take a stretch of your imagination. That's 100 percent. These guys having a fucking blast with that. Like, they right. know no, what they're doing. We spend five minutes on this. There's no way to look at that and not interpret it as such. Uh, so yeah. oh, there's no way that the motherfuckers that chose to to pick this screenshot for this fucking thing uh i bet you agent 365 is a real joker yeah, he's a fucking <laughs> perverted little bastard isn't he <laughs> uh that's funny that's hilarious. yeah
1: um nope i uh this this uh this episode i i, I think i'm done talking about the uh ring king blowjobs. you guys catch me next time
0: <laughs> Ooh, moving on uh and that gets us to uh, uh a pretty uh, uh, a fun looking double dragon feature uh eight page deal and it, it kicks off what is kind of its own section, actually. They're now playing new release section, um, uh, all of which are not newly released. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, the fucking, I mean, uh, other than we, there was a whole feature in that one uh, issue in Nintendo Funk Club News on Double Dragon already, a lot of which used this art too, which I said was cool then. It's cool now still. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as having shit to talk about, not really um even though this is eight pages and i mean it is it's more in depth i mean that was just a two page kind of preview feature uh that used the same artwork and this is you know they actually have maps and they show you fucking individual things much like uh we talked about with with mario kind of the they had the whole fucking things uh the screenshots and all that so it's cool and, and 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 in depth and all that and if you wanted fucking to play double dragon and needed tips this would probably be very helpful um but, but there's not a whole lot for us to unpack there. I mean, to walk through, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then we get again, this is still in the now playing section. We get a gauntlet one, and the art here, conversely, is not impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very dull. Uh, it, it looks, it makes them look like, that, especially the headshot version on uh, the top right there. It makes them look like a really bad '80s glam metal band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually, the uh, the 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 lead guy here, the guy with the
1: axe, kind of looks. He reminds me, Now that you say that, he reminds me of. Uh, um, why can't I think of the guy's name? The the lead singer from the episode, or from the show Metalocalypse.
0: Oh, I've never seen that other. Oh, it's, fucking, it's fantastic,
1: man! Yeah. If if you're into music and metal, it's fucking incredible. I can't think of this guy's name right now. Fucking uh, Nathan Explosion. <laughs> Looks like a bad Nathan Explosion. I've
0: never heard of him. Uh, I do get I, it's I get a kick out of all the tension covered in in, in this issue, knowing where that relationship goes, you know, between Tension and, and Nintendo. Right. I think it's funny that the how much time is spent on fucking uh, Tension titles here. Yeah, probably uh, a lack of choice on Nintendo's
1: part, you know. And and Gauntlet's a good game, so like what are they is. gonna do?
0: Not give
1: them the credit well they deserve. you know
0: what uh, I it, it is a good game and it's the first of its kind to some degree and it's uh not a bad port i guess of a better arcade version but if you sit down and try to play this game dude 100 levels are in this fucking game and fucking kill me playing 100 levels gone. sure <laughs> right I, I get it but like i i actually
1: played it not terribly long maybe like Three or two, two and a half, three years ago. Uh, me and my buddy from the bar, she was really into gauntlet, but like modern gauntlets. And I told like, I'm like 14 years older than her. And I was like, dude, you fucking, like, if you ever played gauntlet one, you should check it out. So she came over and played a little bit. And it's a, it's, it's, okay,
0: but yeah, it's repetitive as fuck. It's repetitive as fuck, right. Yeah. Uh, and we do get four pages of Contra action, which is not the first mention. We had an ad of it way back when and whatever issue that was in Nintendo fun club news, but this is an actual feature on the game. Uh, and it's cool. It's also similarly eighties uh, aggro fucking art style uh, that we thought was so much fun in the, in the live action ad that, that we had um, back then. And there, and uh, there, reading kind of some of the shit, the story blurb says the game is set in 2631 and what I would think about that is there's no chance in hell Earth is around, particularly with any jungle terrain left 600 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but whatever. Tell us. And, story, I, and if we're still
1: using machine guns in 2631 then yeah, all, technological progress something. slowed somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely came to a, If came we, to we don't a, have fucking moon lasers by 2600... I want my money
0: back. Yeah. And also, I mean, why, you know, I, I hope we got something better than these fucking commando vests, too. At least to generally. Like, I, we better have some cool suits or something. Right. Uh, they should have left that bit out. Now I'm mad at Contra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they did choose some cool screenshots, though. I, I bet these four pages sold a lot of fucking copies of um, of Contra, you know? Right. Like, there's... This looking at this again, if you don't know shit about it, like that screenshot of the fucking the well, all, all this game is kind of ripping off alien to a great degree. But oh yeah. <laughs> at that, that, uh, the the boss thing in the waterfall here of where, uh, well, that's not the waterfall. Sorry. What, would that be the end of level two? Maybe that is uh, where you fucking have to shoot up at the thing coming angling down. A, the pink thing is 100 percent just like obviously a bigger version, relative to the scale of your character, but it's just the thing that comes out of the aliens' mouths. You know? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a straight rip-off of
1: H.R. Uh, Geiger's Xenomorphs. And I actually wonder, like, I bet... I wonder if he sued anybody over that, because he should have. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, they
0: really ripped off his shit pretty hard. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, Having but, said that, Contra's a great game. Yep. And it looks fun. Like that screenshot in particular looks very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fun ripoff. Uh, the last thing uh, in this section is uh, another look at the game show combo of Wheel of Fortune, and it's a little more uh, kind of in, or Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy actually, and it, it's kind of a, it's, a little, it's obviously a little more in-depth. Like I said, these are now playing as opposed to previews. These are actual features on the games, and they want to show you more of them when they do, in all these. So, there's actually screenshots of partially solved Wheel of Fortune puzzles and Jeopardy questions. And they put answer keys at the bottom for those screenshots. And I think that's a really valiant effort of communicating the game experience by way of the pages of a magazine, you know, like, uh, we've already said these games there's only so much that you could mm, enjoy or say about them, but uh, it is a cool, you know, magazine layout choice, design choice or whatever to have like basically try to work the function of the game show into pages of a magazine like that's a good job you know right and like why not you know like it's, it's a very
1: easy thing to do and yeah sure throw yeah. it in there
0: and this is i th- this is a little uh, just a dumb thing i noticed howard and Nestor from the comic are here right so yeah. like you know we already have the comic we know those are characters that's established it's easily the same art are uh, easily discernibly the same art. Uh so they make total narrative sense or make total not made a narrative but just make sense. Uh hmm. but who the fuck is Annie? <laughs> uh, I tried poking around for appearances of her in the comic and I couldn't dig anything up. So I thought maybe that was like foreshadowing for a character that'll be revealed later in the comic yeah. strip, but I couldn't find a single one that mentioned her uh via Google keyword anyways. And yeah, what the fuck? Who is hmm. she? Out of there. Yeah. Look? Where does she come from? <laughs> uh, I didn't do all that research myself, but
1: looking at this, I recognized Howard and Nestor. Uh, I figured Annie would be a character uh, in that, and you're telling me it's not? Because Annie could have easily been like, you know, Nintendo's attempt to get girls involved. Course, right. in... and, and
0: I would say, looking at it, she seems to have an uncanny resemblance to Nestor, so maybe an older sister character makes a lot of sense. Uh, but, yeah, couldn't find anything. or not.
1: Where were you at in 1988 when this was being done? You could have fucking helped uh, You could have helped us out here.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Fucking, uh, you know, fucking, I was busy writing letters to Wolverine or something. I'm not sure.
1: I, I'll tell you where you're at. You were on State Route 511 <laughs> outside of Overland, <Oregon, laughs> yeah, Ohio, fucking around yeah, with the Nintendo and this magazine. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, I wasn't. I didn't have this issue as a kid. But Maybe. anyhow, that's it for this section. Moving on. Is the bass loaded game theme number two which uh, I don't know why it's called number two because it's just the, the title screen music but it is a hot track either way and it is bringing us to the uh, act three uh, kicking act three off rather with the video short section and it basically amounts to more game features just a shorter format uh, of them like about a half page there's slightly changes here and there uh, as far as the uh, size of it but about a half page and the first paragraph uh, here explains uh, the preceding now playing section features every single new release video game now available or coming by next issue for your NES Uh, and the fact that they wanted to define that section as that suggests that they had no fucking idea how many games we're going to be pouring onto store shelves right. uh, for this revenue machine, and how unrealistic idea of an idea whether it was to feature them all in a, in, in this magazine, <laughs> right? Like not gonna happen. Yeah, quite, not even like you think, them. right? Uh, Anyhow, the first game they do in this actual section, the video short section, is that Legendary Wings game that we saw the ad for uh, and took note of and kind of thought we were piqued by uh, a while back. And did you fucking play this game? (laughs)
1: Uh, Well, like I said, uh, my computer situation is completely fucked. So playing games is completely
0: out of the question for me at this point. Uh, I did not play this game. No. I fired it up. It is just a reskin of the same old boring vertical-scrolling shooter uh, on the first level, anyhow. And, uh, you know, you got, like, an air-targeting weapon and a ground-targeting weapon, uh, very a-la Dragon Spirit, uh, and one-hit death shit. And there is actually, I guess to its credit, a side-scrolling shooter format in the game screenshots mm-hmm. here, but I couldn't stomach the vertical scrolling stage enough to reach it, so I don't know how fun that is. Um yeah, it was super fucking boring and huge letdown. I was gonna say that. probably not a lot of fun. Yeah, cool box art that I liked so much. Or that we liked so much. Uh we do get uh the first appearance of Capcom Heavy Hitter Bionic Commando in here. Uh, but it's not actually out till December, so it's. I guess it's kind of. Like maybe this is a hybrid preview slash. Maybe they, or maybe they thought it would be out kind of like fucking. Maybe maybe uh, Capcom was also fucking baiting, switching us <laughs> uh, with uh, like the way Nintendo's doing with fucking. Uh, Link, Link, right? Yeah. Well, was that? I I don't remember
1: specifically. That's why I'm asking. Of course, was the the chip shortage only? Did it only affect some companies, or what? Like, well,
0: I mean, like we like are talking talk about every company had to go through Nintendo for their chips and their ROM, right. their, ROM their ROM. So it certainly could that could one hundred percent be the explanation. Uh, and I didn't do the dive on the on the actual history of it enough to 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 know that for sure. But or maybe they had already acquired their chips or something. Who knows? Yeah, who the fuck knows? <laughs> uh there is was a first mention here uh, of Star Force by Tecmo and Space Shooter arcade port. It's fucking terrible. And we get Freedom Force from Sunsoft in here. And it was a Zapper game. So we glossed over it in its previous appearance in an ad uh, a couple issues back in Nintendo Funk Club News, I think. Or maybe just one, actually, might have been the last one. Uh, But I decided to watch a play video this time. And its opening cinematic is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, And as is the music. And it made me think, like, Sunsoft also did Batman, which had an, like, just amazing cinematic sequences in it, uh, I recall. And uh, that must have been a Sunsoft trait slash fucking... Competitive advantage, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. that, with, with the cinematic stuff uh, on the Nintendo hardware, because yeah, to have it into to have high-level cinematics in two fucking games on NES is definitely you got you're doing something different over there, <laughs> right? <laughs> because most of these games did not have that. Uh, we talked about how amazing the Ninja Gaiden was. Gaiden, 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 whatever uh, it was, right. cinematics are. You know, that was that was not a common appearance by any length.
1: Uh, yeah, and it definitely set. Well, I mean, like that's kind of one of the only ones I can think of off the top of my head, but like. Ninja Gaiden in particular like that opening sequence really did set it apart from the other games before you even started playing the game it was it was that kind of that amazing
0: right 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 you said freedom uh, force has one of these yeah it's called freedom force I and it's the gameplay is slow and honest though it's like it's a, it looks like a slightly more in-depth take on Hogan's Alley uh where you're kind of getting like you're you're the the level I was watching is an airplane and you're kind of tracking along the side profile of a, of a of an airplane and the, there's a bunch of doors on it they're randomly flying open and the door opens and then you get a, like a, a brief second of just empty doorway and then maybe a baddie will pop up or maybe a hostage and like there's that's happening all the time all over the place so like the whole challenge is like are you shooting the right things basically right just, are you just, shooting a woman just... holding a baby or a fucking bad guy <laughs> Yeah. And, and that's that's like hogan's <laughs> alley with a plane, basically, and it was yeah slow and fucking not really that good looking. So kind of a bummer because they, like I said, the, the the cinematic shit was cool, but the gameplay was not. Yeah, the and, cinematic is cool. I'm watching it right now. Yep, for sure, for sure. Good story setup deal there. But a little abrupt, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah, and then the next section is a pa- It's called Pack Watch, and it is uh, a look into the future of NES game packs, and it's basically a preview section. And the only real thing worth talking about here. Uh, a couple of things that I I noticed, anyways. The, the latest word on Zelda Two is that it will definitely be available in stores by October. Wrong, L- lying bastards. And <laughs> the also I noticed just go, like going through the titles that are coming here. There's a lot of movie ports: uh, RoboCop, Platoon, Indiana Jones, and that's I don't know. That's you know interesting. I guess <laughs> yeah, for some reason or another, it's just like the idea that I don't know. I guess it's not that wild that you want to license things that are already known, but just it—it's before that was such a common thing, and the fact that fucking they—they—they um, they, they were planning to do that even then is interesting. To
1: me. It is. I mean, we keep coming back to it. It's—it's it's just a trip to watch all of these processes that we're so familiar with now, like the licensing of intellectual property for you know a game. Like we're in turn. Game of Thrones into a million video games. Yeah, we all know that now. <laughs> but like, this was the first time they were doing this shit,
0: and it's like it's a little clumsy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. it's funny too. You know, like I don't know, just knowing. I actually just listened to an episode of oh, what the fuck's the name of that podcast? Um, shit. It was one of, they did it on RoboCop though. Let me see if I can quickly find it here. Uh, yeah, Wizard and the Bruiser. Have you ever heard of that podcast? No, i have not. Uh, they just did an episode on RoboCop that was – I know, do you like? does that movie mean anything to you? Like, RoboCop was in the movie. RoboCop, I fucking love RoboCop. Yeah, dude. the first RoboCop is so smart. Yeah. Uh, and I knew that. I'd never really listened to an in-depth analysis of it, though, and they basically certified all those beliefs uh, or cemented all those beliefs, rather. The fucking – yeah, there's just a, a whole lot of social commentary in there that's really smart, and then they pointed out a whole bunch of things I didn't even fucking uh, notice in all my watchings of it over the years. Yeah, I'll make note. Uh, of that. I'll check it out. I'm running yeah. low on podcasts at work. Was it? It's cool. They basically look at uh, kind of pop culture things, and some of them are video games. Some of them are a lot, or rather, a lot of them are video games or movies. Uh, but they can kind of be any concept. Uh, they don't really look at like individual movies or individual games. It's like whole I. I, I get talking about IPs. They look at whole IPs basically uh, one at a time. And uh, yeah, they're smart dudes. Pretty funny um what's it called again wizard and the bruiser wizard and the bruiser i'll check that out yep so i and love robocop yeah it's their may 9th episode it was their last one uh that's good i've actually been listening to a lot of time suck too i told you about that it's another history podcast that uh not quite as in depth as uh hardcore uh, history yeah as dan carlin's one um but close, like it's definitely very well researched. Uh, you don't get it. I'd say with Dan Carlin, the reason they're they're longer, and you get a little more because he does a lot of focus on like he like actually quoting historical fucking uh, writings, and in turn the, the 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 human beings that the that the historical writers quoted. You get a lot of like actual fucking passages of of things people have said, and there's less of that focus with with Dan Cummins, I think is his name. Okay. Uh yeah, Dan Times suck with Dan Cummins. Times uh, but they are very I just listened to the Area fifty one uh episode uh yesterday. It's fucking great. He's it's funny too he's a stand up comedian too, so you get like a lot of ah you know, funny commentary on these cool subjects that are well-researched. He has a team of people that researches it, so it's not just, you know, an asshole kind of riffing on it like we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, like, really well-researched. Well, hey, two well-researched. people is a team, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, anyhow, back to Nintendo Power. The uh, After Watch, we get uh, finally some swag. <laughs> uh, the Players Poll Contest, which is their first big Nintendo Power contest. And the it's a sixty winner thing. They're giving away sixty prizes. The grand prize uh, is uh, ten people get, and it is basically ten games of your choice out of the fucking Nintendo library. And it does not look like it looks like licensed titles and uh, and proprietary titles, which is pretty fucking cool. Winning that, good yeah, fucking fucking awesome. And that's six hundred bucks. Yeah, you fucking that would have been cool. Yeah, I definitely uh, want to be a part of that. And then they also, as like the ancillary prize, second prize, is giving away one of uh, 50 Nintendo Power jerseys. They're kind of like hockey jerseys. And uh, I tried to find them on eBay, no luck, but they look pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, you, get not, How, you, get, you get Howie pictured in one here. Uh, not the best way to portray it, but. Um, not a lot of Howie in this, in this issue. Yeah, just not a lot of Howie. Howie's taking a back seat, man. It's a big, it's gotten bigger than Howie. Nintendo's. No, no, that's not it. Remember, he was a very bad boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's being punished now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the they we this the questionnaire, uh, like basically, yeah. it's not, It's called a contest, is a bit like there's no. It's basically just a question, a, a, a product questionnaire, product user questionnaire. That they're you know, accumulating data with, uh, for what games maybe to feature and feedback on the magazine itself, uh, to you know steer it in, in a better direction. Which is you know cool that they care enough to ask. Uh, And trying to make this thing better. Um, And then also giving you prizes for it. That's nothing to knock there. Uh, But but the questions are boring. I was just hoping the questions would be more interesting, I guess, is maybe my only criticism of it. And after that, we get uh, the NES Journal Department, which is kind of like world news, events, etc. Just random kind of things about Nintendo as the company, maybe, I guess. Uh, And the first thing they they cover here is an article covering how batshit Japan is over Dragon Quest 3's release. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and they even got a photo of people lined up in the fucking streets to buy it, which that's also something that uh, happens all the time now uh, that I don't feel maybe was such a frequent occurrence back then. People lining up to buy shit uh, did not always happen.
1: (laughs) Are, Are you aware of, like, Dragon Quest in Japan and how it's received?
0: Yeah, I mean, I know it's, a, yeah, it's always been, like, from, from the start, it's a huge thing. And that's... Yeah, like, they go fucking insane for it over there. And, like, and, like I, mean, I think it went as far so as, ago, like, like, yes, sure, now, but back then, I don't know, people just were not as mobilized. <laughs>
1: right, well, I, I think Dragon Quest series might have been, like, the first time it started happening with video games. Um, I, I mean, I, I think in Japan it ended up being to the point where something to the effect of, like, they wouldn't release a new Dragon Quest game during the week
0: because, like, right, kids like... stopped going to school. Like yeah, like like a like right. single Bowl kind of thing. Right, right. It's, it's a it's an unofficial holiday. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the day after. Uh, yeah, and it was it was it was uh, released in February here, and this is this is July '88 issue. So it was released in February, and we don't even have the first one on the in the U.S. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's interesting to note that they were fucking three, you know, that far ahead. And I guess I guess maybe even the, a better way to put it would be that they were that apprehensive about bringing this to the U S are so unsure that it would translate, you know,
1: right.
0: uh, as successfully or not even as successfully. It's like the fuck people are lining up. Like a whole bunch of shitty games got released here that no one bought. Like the idea that it would be worse than any of the, some of those worst game, those shitty games is, I don't know. It's weird that they were that fucking flaky about fucking breaking it here. You know? Right. I uh, was it was it a thing like where Nintendo wasn't even,
1: they, they, where they weren't sure that RPGs would do and do well in America
0: in general. I yeah, yeah, was it, it. for sure, but still, that's what I mean. Like that, sure, it's a new game format, but again, like... I don't know. I just don't know. Like it's not, they're not even developing. I mean, yes, they have to spend money to localize it and translate it, etc. So it's right. not like it's just a fucking oh, just fucking put it on free, and, right? Yeah, it just put it in a different box and we're good to go. It does cost money to, to bring it over here, but I can't imagine. I guess the, you know, there's a lot of text that are not not in other games that would have got ported. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure they have their fucking reasons. But, they had their reasons, right? They're Nintendo yeah. and we're not for a reason, right? So, so but it, it, I do find it interesting and. I feel like the box art shown is uh, very similar to the to the Japanese box art for the newer ones too. Like, uh, yeah, kind of that anime Dragon Ball Z thing going on uh, yep. is still is still very much the case with the new ones when I see them. Um, and even and, and you know, it's funny too. I guess maybe worth noting that they in that localization they were very careful to differentiate and you didn't get this kind of artwork for the US releases early on you got very different uh portrayals of it so um the new ones do not have that differentiation the new ones come over here just the same they, they as has, is right yeah it has the same dragon ball z looking art so that's you know that's interesting that, that there's been some sort of evolution along the way i guess some more globalization or a global acceptance of these of that, whatever, that artwork, and they, they're not concerned about it, not translating it anymore. Right. Is um, Did you ever out. play Dragon Quest III? Uh, dude, I remember seeing, like, I didn't even know that it ended up, that it ever actually made it to NES. I remember being in middle school, like, I want to say 6th or 7th grade, and having Nintendo Power, or reading Nintendo Power, I think I might have been off the subscription by then, and reading a like maybe even like an in-depth feature let alone a preview about it three and how, like how you can pick all the different characters and stuff uh mm-hmm. and like being amped for it because you had to and i uh, fucking i was ready for it man and like it i never saw it and i think i must have gotten out of nintendo by the time it came out so i never played it as a kid i have picked it up and tried to emulate it and it is it's a little obtuse and hard to get into
1: yeah a little bit but, I, I've, I've emulated it too and uh it's it's fun and it's it's like a it's a crazy next step because like one you're alone two you've got a party each member has like their specialization and then three you have like classes and you get into like class customization and switching yep. and yeah, leveling up and shit
0: yeah you can change them yeah it's fucking deep it, it's it's, very, it's a trip very but I actually I liked it to the extent that I played it but I was like this
1: was like six seven years eight years ago maybe and I was just like. I would turn it on sometimes, and then I leveled up to like level twenty, and then I went and switched my class, and I leveled up to like fifteen again, just to see what that would look like. And it, you know, you were both those classes. It was pretty cool, actually. That's very cool, yeah. Dual class, yeah. fucking like so cool. fucking like the opportunity to like, um, you know, strategize your game approach with that option is
0: it's really endless. So for sure, yeah, it's for pretty sure. cool. Yeah, I remember there's like a there's like a particularly use like the jester or something is a particularly useless class. For, yeah, uh, such a substantial like length most of the game. game. Yeah, but if you get them like very, it's like the ninja and wizardry kind of you, Correct. like useless for the first seventy five percent of having it. But once you get to that upper echelon of it, it is just fucking old oh, boy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. That's super cool. Way deeper than the first two. And there's no arguing that
1: whatsoever. And, and that's really saying something about the second game because that game was fucking insane,
0: for sure. Yeah, and I like I, I don't know if we ever beat that even.
1: um but, I beat it, but I I used fucking I needed help. There's I don't know of anybody who beat that game like straight up no help at all. Right, like,
0: it's I mean, got to be impossible. I have a I right I had it's funny like I still haven't picked it back up. I was way in, I still have the screenshot of the map in my fucking pictures, my camera roll on my phone because I was using the map routinely, uh, like the illustrated version that came with it, you know, um, to get around and figure shit out. And I remember I got stuck pretty far into the game, dude. Like I want to say, I mean, I had I think all but maybe one of the crests and uh, got stuck right before I moved from New York out to here to L.A. And <laughs> but have not picked it back up since you know i got i got super fucking far and mm. never beat it and still haven't picked it back up and that's i guess i need to put that on my list of to do shit it's fucking nuts dude yeah it's crazy i'm not even I'm, I'm scared to wonder if i even still have the save state that that terrifies me to think that i don't but well, uh, if you don't just let it go <laughs> it's a good game but god damn don't spend your whole life playing it yeah Uh, yeah, I remember, I mean, I was like, you know, it got to the point, like I was trying to avoid Googling shit, but I got to the point where I was Googling a couple things and I still couldn't fucking figure something out even after Googling some shit. (laughs) No, dude, there, there's this one, I can't remember exactly what it is. There's this one
1: bullshit part in the game where like you, it might be one of the crests. You have to find some item that like the game requires you. It's, it's necessary. You, you have to have it and you find it by searching. It's on the ground. You just have to get on the right piece of ground and search for it. It's on this random island in the middle of fucking nowhere, like behind a building where there's otherwise absolutely no reason to go back there. <laughs> like it, it's, I I don't even know how to fucking come up with an analogy for it, but like, there's no reason for you to ever look there, and it's just like I'm sure the game guides you in some way to it, yeah. but like, fuck. Well, there's yeah, there's like that the, the, to get the just fucking just give it to the goddamn you know king of some castle and have me complete
0: a quest and then I get the right. fucking thing. Like, well, why few, like, complicate this? The, 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 it's not that it's not it's it's just a revival thing, but like the world tree where you get the leaf that can revive your guys. that's just on some random island that yeah, if you didn't fucking yeah. you would never. I mean, I guess it's a tree. Uh, that's only one tile amongst other unlike might look tiles right. right If you passed it sure but there's also I, I remember the the fucking what is it the it's like the hunt the dew or the the water clothes of dew or some shit like that for the princess you oh like, you have to reset the game yeah Yeah, you like and and like playing and emulating it, you would never do that. And and granted, they didn't design it to be emulated and sure, but like, uh, just crazy. Yeah, I was playing the game, I was like, this guy's never gonna fucking finish this thing. I've been, I've done him half the game and he's never finished the fucking thing. And he never will because you like, as far as I know, like,
1: you can't reset the emulator like that. Like, it doesn't work the same as doing it in person.
0: You, you, you you were able to. There's a soft reset in the emulator that's not. Oh right. See, I was playing Mine in an old
1: Xbox original right. and there was no option for that. So, yeah. right. I just I had to beat the game without the fucking princess's strongest armor. So, yeah. fuck me, I guess. But yeah,
0: even that like I think to get it, to get that material it like flies off the fucking one of the buildings and you got to search around the base of this one of these towers and like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there's just a lot of up to shit for sure, right? Anyway.
1: Anyhow, <laughs> anyhow,
0: the there's also a it looks like Konami followed up, uh, or followed through, rather, with that Top Gun contest that we saw on the back cover of whatever issue that was in Nintendo Fun Club News, where yeah, you saw could that. win a trip to the Intrepid in NYC. And Devin Devil-White took home 5K for winning that baby. Mm. Uh, hot damn, Devin. And it seems as though that badass nickname didn't follow him, in, in, him, in, <laughs> him into adulthood, though, because there was no sign of that string of keywords on Google as much as I was excited to hopefully find... Devin Devil White uh in his adult life. You did not Facebook search Devin White of Minneapolis. Uh, uh I did. I tried I tried the yes, I tried Devin White. I I don't I don't know if I did Facebook. I did Google, but Facebook usually comes up. Uh Facebook accounts usually come up in, in mm-hmm. Google. Anyhow. Uh, it is cool that they followed through and they did it because that as I said, that would have been the coolest fucking thing ever as a kid. Right. Uh, and they did they it was four people they they took there. Like that's you know, it's weird because Four people isn't like it would have. It probably was a little depressing, man, because like no one else would have went to that. You know what I mean? Like, like we do don't you have a. If you don't have a bunch of people watching that happen, it's kind of just depressing. It's just like four kids and their parents. kind of I mean, like hanging out. Yeah, and they're and the administrators on um, the thing. I don't know. It's, it feels like something that needs to have an audience, you know, uh, to really be as I don't know the way it should be. It feels like it should be watched by people. The idea that just happened and only like twelve people know about it. <laughs> In universe, right, you know, and not weird. to
1: mention like one of these guys is uh, I mean, I'm assuming that Mr. Yamaguchi is Japanese, like now he's just, like, he doesn't even really speak the language, he's just hanging out with these <laughs> yeah. other people on this fucking aircraft carrier, like what am I even doing here? Yeah. Like, he can't even
0: really talk to people, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's probably. well, he, I'm sure they had someone, I'm sure he spoke just fine English, shouldn't assume it's just because he's Japanese.
1: I am not saying that because he was <laughs> English, <laughs> I'm saying that the the language barrier would have made it annoying. It would have made it, like, he probably didn't want to be doing that. And now, he doesn't really speak the language that well, and he's hanging out with a bunch of fucking kids. Like, he doesn't want to be... It's just weird. Like...
0: It's weird, for sure.
1: I can imagine he didn't want
0: to be there. For sure. Uh... Um... We also get, uh... There's a movie section uh, featuring Vibes, Pee-Wee's Big Top, and Eight Men Out. And... This was this was a weird thing to me. Because, I was going to say, did you not find this section really fucking weird? To, yeah. Like, I, like, I get, yeah. And I get that Cindy Lauper, which she's the one she's the one of the stars of Vibes, uh, which has a movie I never heard of, by the way. But, uh, I, you know, I don't have to know of every fucking teen pop idol movie that happened in the 80s uh, as, as, as dialed in as I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I get that she's a big pop idol deal, you know, but psychic like they're psychics and it's a romantic comedy also starring Jeff Goldblum is a fucking weird thing to put in a kid's magazine to me a super right. weird choice for a movie even with the pop idol component of it uh and the same goes for eight men out yeah even if it is baseball themed like it's not really a baseball movie. It's more about a gambling scandal that just happens to take place in a baseball setting. And that is a very adult concept. Uh, the idea of like throwing games and fucking taking payments under the table because they weren't making enough because the fucking teams, it wasn't unionized and they didn't treat baseball players with any fucking respect yet. Uh, Mm That's a very adult <laughs> uh, concept uh, to be fucking featuring in a magazine. The Pee Wee Playoffs, sh- sure. Like that—that's a movie. That's a kids movie. That, a kids movie, actually. That I liked a great deal. I liked those movies a lot as a kid. But the other two were fucking weird choices to me. Very, very weird choices. It's strange.
1: Yeah. It like it, it, this whole thing was kind of weird to me. Like movies in general in a fucking
0: video game magazine was just like, I don't know. It's bit, weird. But I mean, that's you know. Again, we okay. You want to really pick that apart, like. We already said uh, video games are a new idea still. So like trying to like what, you know, give it, I don't know, not that they, I don't know, just trying to find like uh, common ground, common ground. Yeah, exactly. Like Like they
1: do both happen on a screen.
0: Right, exactly. I get it. It's, it's a, yeah, it's just something to um, try to, I guess, associate with to in an effort to make video games a more mainstream thing, you know, maybe. Right. Like if you're looking at like a parent who
1: might be paging through this, like, look, you put movies
0: in a VCR and watch a thing on a screen.
1: Your kids are just putting a game in a fucking thing and playing games. game.
0: These are just tapes, too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, and then you get in a further effort towards that, you get a celebrity profile section here, uh, and it's on power sibling couple Kirk and Candace Cameron. Uh, Kirk was on Growing Pains, Candace was on Full House, uh, and I bet those fucking pricks had a very enviable NES cart collection. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would imagine that uh,
1: that Growing Pains money probably buys you a pretty hot Nintendo setup. For sure, for
0: sure. I guarantee you, they had that. It, it uh, definitely had your little cart, that little cart thing that you had. Yeah, they probably had each. They, they probably each had their own. They probably oh. had like dueling Nintendo setups. If if they didn't, then what are they even doing? <laughs> yeah, then what are, why do they even get a every day? And
1: I know if I'm Kurt Cameron, I'm not doing this players forum bit without getting some sort of swag from Nintendo. <laughs> sure. So yeah, you want I think me to show cool. up? I want some games.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. There's a screenshot of. Uh, Th- th- it being played uh, of of an NES being played on Growing Pains. Do you see that? I do see it. Yeah, in the bottom right there. That's uh, you know uh, again going to what we were just talking about, like the fact that it's not mainstream, and then Nintendo became such a big thing that there were crossovers. You know the fact that that, that television writers and a television sh- a network television show took the fucking time, uh, effort, and even just awareness uh, to put Nintendo in right in. Yeah um is is interesting and and of note yeah i would like i'd have to i'd have to stop and think for a minute to
1: think like what an analogy would be like today you know like you know the show just put in you know like bitcoin (laughs) bitcoin (laughs) or like instagram or something like you know like the characters are browsing instagram like it it is kind of crazy to see it work through um at, at its early stage like that
0: yep 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 And after that, we get the mailbox, uh, which is letters from the players, of course. And a thing to talk about here, the the, the second letter from Mikhail Johnson in Durham, North Carolina, sent, uh, or the letter that uh, he, she did send, is a verbatim transcription of uh, what has to be the Legend of Cage instruction manual. There's just like this wild praise (laughs) uh, (laughs) for a game that is fucking awful. Uh, and I just feel like there's no way a independent third party human being writes that level of praise about that game to the magazine here. You know, we've talked about before how sometimes the ma- the letters feel just like, I don't know, like uh, yeah. contrived. It, yeah, in, yeah, contrived, intentionally injected fucking sales pitches for, for things. Like I feel like someone over at fucking whatever, whoever made that game, Capcom or something, sent, sent this in because uh, it is not a good game. Yeah. And it's like overwhelming praise for it. Uh Videoizers is a such a good example of how unfunny and dumb children can be <laughs> it's it's uh, like an intent one of the nintendo fun clubs basically that's what they call themselves and uh I have this what one two three four letters in here on on the first page uh the letters from the videoizers and it's just like i don't know kids who kid creativity is just you know just not there <laughs> just right. not quite there uh not quite there yeah i uh, didn't read that one specifically but
1: that seems yeah they tried. We'll put it that yeah. way.
0: Uh, there's a Rygar letter from Bill Harrington in Milford, Ohio. I saw that. Uh, I was going to mention it. Go, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, that also has uh, the cadence of having been written by someone who has maybe some bodies buried in their backyard. Uh, <laughs> it's like, a I don't know, just a little obtuse. Uh, the language and the cadence of it is, is very, I don't know, just not how normal human beings communicate, I felt like. <laughs> Uh, but that's really, you know, if we've fucking read enough, these letters they are kind of all the same at this point. There's not really much else to say there. We got after that the NES achiever section, high score shit. Uh, and it gives a uh, – I, I did, say get, first of all, you get a Howie appearance. So that's, I guess I, we've established that that's worth talking about here um, now. But the uh, it gives uh, the Boy Scouts a shout out. Um, in the picture, taking instructions and mentions to be prepared, which was their motto. The Boy Scout motto was "Be prepared," and I thought, "Oh, that that's was, right. That's your little thing, isn't it?" Yeah, that they they cited that is as funny to me. It did not stand out to me
1: because I was not in Boy Scouts.
0: Yeah, I was until fourth grade. I quit because the Simpsons were on the same night uh, the, as the meetings were, mm. and it was more and important. Only so much time in the day. <laughs> Something's I got to go. Show. Fucking <laughs> Boy Scouts. Got to prioritize. And after that, there's yet another uh, reader section called Video Spotlight, where really egotistical children write in to boast about how lit they are at Nintendo, uh, which is something we've seen before. uh, But it's still, these are funny because you get the pictures where the kids are kind of being fucking a little too, I don't know, posturing a little hard here. Yeah, they are (laughs) acting hard, definitely. Yeah, and I thought, I did notice, and this is worth talking about, the fourth letter here fires a shot over the bow of Sega saying that it doesn't even come close to Nintendo. Can you imagine how excited Nintendo was to include that letter? They could not wait. Or they probably couldn't wait so hard they wrote it themselves. Yeah, one or the other. And also, what the hell is that diagram pictured on the second page there? I tried tried zooming in on my fucking reader here and uh, tried really hard to parse it, but I couldn't make heads or tails for my life. Uh, I have no idea. I want to guess like fucking some Metroid shit or something, but uh, based on the letter that it's here by. But yeah, I, I,
1: I, too, zoomed in on it and was like, yeah, this is crazy. It doesn't yeah, make any sense.
0: I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, but good uh, on whatever human being took the time to do that and send it to him. I'm sure they put a lot of time into it. And I'm sure <laughs> it really meant something to them. So way to go. Uh, for sure. And after that, we get the top 30 as opposed to the top five that we've had in the Nintendo funk Club News. So there's a little more effort here to rank everything in uh, and, uh I can ride with this this top 30. Uh, actually, there's not a lot I have to say that is contradictory to my own beliefs about the games. Um, there you got Legend of Zelda, Punch-Out, Metroid, Super Mario Brothers, and Kid Icarus making up the top five there, uh, and that makes some sense. And we got uh, favorites of mine, RC Pro-Am, and Ice Hockey at six and seven, also very logical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess kind of covering things we've talked about, Wizards and Warriors is at 15, and Ghosts and Goblins is down at 23. Uh, that is, you know, worth mentioning that we're, we're we we are choosing relevant games. I guess that we're we're we're, we're picking top thirty things here in our, in our game fucking episodes. It does not have Metal Gear though, uh, and I thought that is maybe my biggest gripe uh, about this list is that Metal Gear is not on here. The fact that it's not a top thirty title at this stage is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be because it's yeah. Like I feel like
1: at this point it got some acclaim too. Like it wasn't unknown. Right. For sure. It had to be better. It had to be better baseball. than fucking. Ball. Yeah, Renegade. exactly. Yeah, for Sure. Renegade. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. And r- apparently ranking blowjobs only gets you to spot 29. Yeah,
0: so only six points. Uh, yeah. And that, actually speaking of baseball, the black box baseball being the only baseball title on here, title on here is ridiculous, too. Um, total dis- totally discredits maybe their entire sy- their system of, of point tally <laughs> yeah. well like maybe
1: i don't know maybe it was one of those things like we were saying they were probably working on this magazine for half a year before it came out so maybe this is information they had compiled you know data they had compiled eh, five months possible. ago and that's you know at, at that point metal gear did not have the votes a lot can change in five months from metal gear so yeah for sure Maybe that's what's going on here
0: for sure yeah i mean i guess if you looking at like they're there's not too many new titles here, really,
1: yeah, yeah, now that I'm actually looking we've these are all games we're very familiar with,
0: yep, for sure, that <laughs> has
1: to be it yep um anyways, good for them for doing a top thirty instead of a top five. It also shows like you know, I don't have to say it, but I will, it shows you know how much bigger they as a brand and as a right, um, you know as vi- video games themselves are getting you know we don't have to do a top 5 we've got so much more than that now we've got 30 so right not just 30 games but like you know that's
0: we've got 30, 30 worth talking about yeah. worth talking about exactly yeah. yep and that it's it's on the on the back side of, of you know, the answer two page spread for the the main top 30 thing but on the back side they have a one page deal that and I think we've mentioned this before but like I don't really understand exactly what it means or how it correlates to that I'm assuming aggregation uh, of the main list there or how it gets aggregated rather into that main list. But you have three separate lists on the back here, the players' picks, the pros' picks, and the dealers' picks. And, you know, those are kind of self-explanatory, how those categories are divided up. But, you know, I wonder, I've always wondered how exactly it translates to what the, because like the, you know, if you look at the, it actually lists the list points, point numbers on each game. In the main top thirty list here, right? You know, Zelda has two hundred fourteen points, Tyson's one ninety eight, Metroid one thirty eight. So, how the fuck do those line up? None of those number, like you know, exactly where do those numbers come from? Like, what is it? Some sort of, I'm sure it's some sort of weighted average of some kind. You would think, but what, what I can't, I can't imagine what, I can't envision what the fucking math actually is. Looking at the the individual lists on the back here, you know, I have no, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I this is, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's just it just doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I guess it could fucking be literally just yeah the weighted average like literally every vote cast and somehow that averages out but I don't know I feel like only two hundred the number two hundred fourteen coming out of Legend of Zelda for the players is fourteen thirty six uh three twenty three on the pros picks dealers picks three twenty five how the fuck does that average out to two fourteen this is just no way <laughs> you know right yeah, yeah. I, I
1: didn't spend that. that much time looking at it but yeah that doesn't make a lot of sense but. really all it is is just a list of games that people like yep you know basically saying you should definitely check out uh raid on bungling bay which i've never heard of (laughs) but there it is uh in the uh pros picks towards the bottom so
0: i would say yeah and that's actually probably something we're saying i would say my I, i probably personally most align with the pros picks uh i guess it's not surprising that we wouldn't align with the fucking dealers picks that's all about sales but exactly and um, players are; those are just people, and people are idiots. So, yeah, exactly. The pros definitely are probably the the, the more highbrow of the list. <laughs> right. <laughs> so maybe it's just fucking wishful thinking that I line with that. Anyways, uh, the next thing is a kind of like a next issue preview, and they tell you that we're gonna be getting into Simon's Quest by Bionic Commando, and then we get that Howie letter that I talked about earlier. the uh, fucking luya! Uh, <laughs> he spends time saying he had a hard time explaining Wheel of Fortune. Uh, to Nintendo of Japan, which is interesting that it's to think that it, it's not a show over there, so they didn't know what the fuck it was. And we've already talked about how badly they want to fixate on these two games. Uh, um, Why are you still talking about this, Howard? Right. <laughs> Stop <laughs> yeah, talking yeah. about Wheel of Fortune. We get it. Yeah. Uh, it's just funny, though. It is a funny thought to me, some American in a room full of japanese businessmen <laughs> uh trying to explain something some dumb american fucking television show and why it's going to make a video game a great right. video game that we need to fucking have uh is a really funny thought to me um the especially thing, that mind wheel of fortune
1: i'm sorry go on how did i cut you off sentence, no no
0: just i mean especially howie of, of all people doing the explaining
1: <laughs> right yeah the character i've built in my head he's having a hard <laughs> He's having a hard time explaining this to these Japanese businessmen. Yeah, for sure. uh, I like Wheel of Fortune as a as a game itself, but like it just doesn't. I don't know, man. It, it's it's a weird video game. I know why they were doing it, but like Howard should have let that one go. <laughs> yeah, 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 And I wonder. Uh, I don't know anything about Japanese language, but I, I wonder if like if their written language works like ours. You know what I mean? Like right, if, sure. if they have letters, or if I, they have more like, or I should say characters, or if they have more like. You know, like a symbol that,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it it is a symbol based, character based language that's, that's different, I think, where there's, you know, to my understanding, most of the Asian languages have kind of, uh, submates what we would amount, what we would think of as letters into kind of maybe phrases or passages to a little bit, you know, so it it probably is a little tougher to fucking. Right. They probably can't, not that they
1: don't spell things over there, but like, if it doesn't work the same way, I could see how that would be a little tricky.
0: Tricky, yeah. And I'm sure, like, he's probably. You know, given Nintendo of Japan is the parent company, and he's running the show over here with uh, Nintendo of America uh, in a lot of ways, he probably made some effort to learn Japanese, and he's probably over there fucking stumbling through it. Yeah, using <laughs> right, not saying shit, right? And,
1: <laughs> right? And these these yeah. Japanese guys are like, what the fuck are you talking? About? <laughs> yeah, what the like, fuck? Please, what the
0: fuck is Take a out, Mario. Stop Just it! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I don't care about this shit. Please go away. Uh. Lastly, he's got a postscript in here saying he's working real hard on Zelda 2 as if he's doing it by himself, Uh, but that it's going to be great. So hold your horses Um, uh, on Zelda 2. He's giving you maybe that's, you know, this is probably one of the last things that went through this issue, and he was probably like, fuck, we put it on. (laughs) There's all these things about it coming out in the fall. I don't think it's going to happen in the fall. Right. I better (laughs) apologize ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The last thing. But it was great. Thanks, Howard. That's a good game. Yeah. Thanks for all your hard work
1: on it. Yeah,
0: you were right. Uh, the last thing in here is uh, a two-page Nintendo Power subscription pitch that has some pretty fucking trippy art. Uh, it's those same three kids uh, that we saw in the ad and Nintendo Fun Club News Seven uh, that like had their dog with them over their shoulder. You know, it's the same three kids. Now they're like flying into their television with this really poorly photoshopped uh, copy of Nintendo Photo of Nintendo Power in in his hand. Um, And, yeah, it's just just trippy art. It's very trippy.
1: Which is like a, you know, that was a thing in uh, the movie Poltergeist, too. Like, going into, like, what was the
0: the current obsession with going into the TV? Well, dude, it's, you know, it's like the number one, I don't know. It's like, think about how uh, there's huge fucking wild, wildly lengthy studies done about how the television... Uh, being kind of the centerpiece of the American household and shit, or, you know, I'm sure it carried over to other fucking countries too. Like, but you know, the television sitting in the living room, that's like everything revolved around that. And like, you know, the television was a very important part of American culture, uh, back then you know i, I it's clearly i think it's still prominent but it's i think it's degraded by just the frequency of screens in our lives now being everywhere in our hands and fucking other places but uh the tv was the only way to get these things get any information get any in- entertainment get anything like, everything revolver on the television so the idea of you know this sort of fucking i don't even know not an analogy but uh Suggestive uh, thing and and artwork is is makes sense, but it's still trippy looking to look at. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it is trippy.
0: Yep. It's um, Scary in a way too.
1: Actually, it's kind of weird.
0: <laughs> it is. Well, I actually you, you mentioned uh, poltergeist. That is one instance of it. But there's a uh, racer head is another one. I think of the scene with James Woods where he's fucking like turning into like the, the TV scene with him uh and, and that movie is, is a is a fucking really weird fixed t- fixated on TV moment in, in cinema history too hmm. I never saw that one it's a weird weird movie uh that's all I have to say about Nintendo power one
1: what about you Jim uh no that was it this one was a little boring we talked about it before we got started but we I kind of wanted to save it all for the actual episode but yeah just a little boring on this or er, issue it's not like we said, I think they were working out the kinks of the first issue and maybe they didn't have as much to cover. This just seemed like a feeler, um, you know, just figured out how to do it. And uh, I expect better, better things from Nintendo power in the future. Moving forward. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes, very simply, I would say it was a little bit of a
0: drag. <laughs> it it yeah.
1: actually was like, I, I got, st- I started getting into this and I was just like, nah, eh, yeah. like, yeah. And, and, and it was fun because like, it's Nintendo Power, and we both have boners for Nintendo Power. Yeah. It, it, it can't not be fun, but like, this was not
0: what as I. As fun think. as I thought it would be, right? Correct.
1: Yeah. yeah. This is not quite what I remembered.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, I think a, a, a lot of it's fucking kind of the. I, like I said, there's a lot of a lack of new material, and, and, and that's fucking the, the biggest problem with it. And I think we already explained the fuck. And I really feel like that's going to
1: clear itself up even by the
0: next issue
1: yeah for sure for sure yeah i mean and like uh, just I, fucking hang out like for people who are listening to this and like thinking, <laughs> like oh then why should i even listen to it hang on tight these things get fucking awesome like yeah, just get, really get really me cool. to the final fantasy one dude yeah. <laughs> fucking fuck our goddamn
0: shit's gonna explode uh, yeah. like a nine hour episode uh <laughs> which maybe isn't something for a listener to, to look forward to but right. uh <laughs> anyhow anyhow that's Nintendo power one moving the fuck on
1: that was the in-game theme from ice hockey bringing us to our final section where we will nominate games for our game episode um
0: yeah um what do, you, what, do you, what are your nominations <laughs>
1: i got i got i got as far as two and i i didn't like i said this 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 issue kind of bummed me out a little bit so i think i kind of in a way phoned it in but I got two. I got um, in, in there, like, the, the most uninspired picks ever. Castlevania and Mario 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far yeah. as I got.
0: Well, like you said, there's not a lot of options. But the, that actually, one of the, like... It's like uh, things I aspired for this podcast to be. And the way I wanted it to go and feel as we move through this whole fucking timeline here. One of the cool things I thought of was you know, you can only pick three games or in our format idea anyways. We can only pick three games from each of these, and like for this one, it wasn't uh, this is not as as applicable, but uh, as we go, I expect that there will be games that we would love to feature or, or, or go into, but aren't quite as good, or we don't choose for whatever reason, and then the idea of never coming back to them again is a little bit of a bummer. But the way Nintendo Power works, you get you know, these old games pop back up in, like, the Counselor's Corner section or Classified right. Information or something. And, like, the way, again, going back just the way we defined it, I like the, the idea of, like, these games that I, you know, we nominated in the past or maybe even didn't even get to a nomination. But the idea of them cropping back up and having the opportunity to revisit them uh, later on is really cool to me. And I and I like that that happened to me here, even though we bitched about it. Uh, the lack of new titles being available to us and and this particular issue uh i think that uh through line uh, finally coming up uh or that that format thing finally coming up here it, it was cool to me and it led to me uh i also castlevania to me for for re- reasons i think we already defined uh, but Gunsmoke, we had pop up here again and mm-hmm. i like that a lot and I, I still very much would love to put, give that a playthrough And then also, Iron Tank was another one that that cropped up in here that really piqued my interest a while back. That, uh, you know, like I said, has a lot more depth than I noticed as a kid uh, and could be fun. I don't know for sure. It might be a little fucking, I don't know, grindy. um, But there were enough things going on that required more than just a fuck around play that it may, you know, it may have a lot going on uh, and be worth exploring so those are my three and I think I mean the Castlevania thing is obvious like I, I mean we, are, we talked about it quite a bit uh, because it was new here so maybe we don't even need to waste time on that it's a fucking wildly successful franchise it's the right. first installment uh, like I said it was mechanically very good and fun I don't think we'll spend any of the time pissed off at all uh, beyond like you know traditional challenge which you know while you may get pissed off during in the moment uh, is not a real gripe it's the way it should be Right. Uh, it's not fucking Zaxxon yeah, yeah. Uh our, what you talking about, fucking... Or yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I, I thought you fucked it up and didn't mean that. All sex. those fucking Zillion, Zool- or all those <laughs> games. Yeah. Those games. Uh, but it's just funny because we fucked it up even as we were playing it. Um, it's such a trite, or not, uh, un-unique name, I guess. Um, or, it is, it is unique, but it just feels stock to some degree. Right. Anyhow. I digress. Uh Gunsmoke, I mean again we've already we already spent time talking about this once too, but yeah, I mean there's fucking there's so much going on there with the fucking uh that's really fun with the fucking wanted posters and the the different weapons and shit. I think we I think we get a good breakdown opportunity in Gunsmoke. Mm-hmm. Uh although I think we get that for Castlevania too. And we've fucking skipped over that for two game episodes now, so that would get us back on track with that. And they're both also level they're just levels, you know. Uh uh-huh. And that makes for an easier game episode format, I think, than maybe we've had with Zillion and Metal Gear. Um, and that that's a good of, point. Yeah, that kind of appeals to me too. Although Mario
1: Two has that also. Because actually, say what you will about Ghosts and Goblins. When we did that episode, having the levels actually made formatting that that you know episode that we did made it pretty easy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You know? And then we had these other problems with Zillion and. Metal Gear, where our first correspondents were basically like, how do we talk about this? <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, we but, wouldn't have that at all. So it'd be very, I would, for- then
1: in that case, I would say Gunsmoke sounds fun to me because like we said, we know what's funny is Gunsmoke also went on to become a successful franchise. Yeah. you Kind of I mean, don't need yeah. to talk about. Yeah. But not a lot of people know, everyone knows that the first Can- Castlevania installment was of course, Castlevania one. Right. Yeah, like, that's not a surprise. But like a lot of people don't know that the first um, installment of the Red Dead series was Gunsmoke. Not that we're going to linger on that in our review or whatever, but it,
0: it I, would it would help to proliferate that that knowledge.
1: Correct. It, it <laughs> yeah, would help yeah. proliferate that. And, and um,
0: which is us like a dutiful uh, approach to this this particular? Uh, fucking episode
1: we have to to inform the video game world of that which they don't know if if of course we're doing Gunsmoke are we going to do Gunsmoke um I'd rather do Gunsmoke than uh, Castlevania and I can tell already that um uh being a history nerd and World War II also nerd uh Iron Tank's just gonna piss me off
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a very very fair argument. Uh, like a, everything,
1: this is fucking bullshit. The Germans didn't have those types of tanks on the Western Front. And <laughs> no one asked you that, Jeff. It's a video. <laughs> no yeah, yeah. that. that's a, that's so a very,
0: that's a very fair self-awareness uh, um, argument, though. That you, is, is hard to argue with. Right. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> yeah. everybody. I'm saving you from me. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, let's do guns. Okay, fucking a. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the sound of it. Like I said, I think it's. I think it'd be a super fun game, and it's the kind of thing I don't. Uh, uh, i fucked around with it and I've played it, but I feel like I'm going to see and experience uh shit that I just have never seen before. And I feel like even, as, even though Castlevania is a game I haven't played, I feel like I've played so much of 2 that... And it's all kind of the same enemies and shit and maybe a right. little bit different format, but it's not going to feel as new as Gunsmoke will feel.
1: Also, I kind of feel like Castlevania... I feel like I would probably, we would probably just be playing a less good version
0: of two. I don't. Well, that's that's what that's what prohibited prohibited my interest to date is that I know it doesn't have that level of depth, you know. Right. Um,
1: and the music isn't as good. Yeah, Bloody Tears is such a hot track. That that's it, it, yeah. Anyways.
0: Okay. I think I think I think we've talked it out there. I think I think Gunsmoke works for both of us. Yeah. Okay. Fucking a. We're doing Gunsmoke next, and following that, we will be doing the the next uh, episode or our sorry issue episodes will be or episode will be Sega Challenge issues four and five. So jumping back over to Sega now, and and are now ongoing volley between the two systems until we get GamePro in there to add a third. And that's that. Well, fucking, uh, you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, TuneIn, Podbean, a bunch of fucking others probably. And whichever or wherever you listen to it, uh, please rate and leave positive shit for us on there so uh, other people more easily are able to find uh, the podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook. You can email us at isohpodcast at gmail.com to talk to us privately. And. You can also pull up some gameplay videos on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Josh Folan. We have our Discord going. No one's ever in there, but hell, someone starts listening to this thing. Maybe there will be, and then I'll be bugged by it. Jab won't be, uh, because Jab, what are your socials? Uh, You should not follow us on
1: Facebook. You should delete (laughs) Facebook. And uh, I don't have any socials. Uh, Yeah,
0: fuck those things. You? okay i i do have socials uh <laughs> still fuck those things but i have them uh my twitter is at josh folan my instagram is at my shift key is broke and i guess uh it's worth mentioning that i just had a film come out uh it's in new york and some other santa fe and michigan some other places in theaters and it'll be going other places hopefully if it does well this week so ask for jane please look that up uh ask uh if you're into movies uh yeah okay bye <laughs>